Hello and welcome to Films and Fandoms with Kaylee. Before I get started, APCO would like to thank its sponsors, West PA Systems, the electrical design build contractor for your 21st century home and business, and Dakota, the Dubois Area Council of the Arts. Today, I'm once again joined by my good friend, Alex. And today, <laughs> today we are- I got the giggles. It's okay. And today we are talking, to, we are starting a brand new series where we're going to be going through a show called Almost Paradise. And Almost Paradise stars Christian Kane, Art Atunia, and Samantha Rochelle. And I must say, I do love Christian as Alex Walker in this series. He brings a little bit of a different personality to each of his characters that he plays, and especially with this one. It was kind of he did it so well; <laughs> it blew me away. I was kind of thinking when I first had seen because this came out in 2020, I believe, and so. Yeah, and no, this game was just a few years after Leverage had ended. Yeah, um, and <laughs> the origin of this was this is kind of funny. Um, Dean had had the the screenplay. Dean Devlin, who is incredible, had the screenplay written up already while Christian was still doing Leverage, and he's like, "I've got a part for you, but you're still too young for it." <laughs> And Christian was like, okay. Oh my god. And I just I just thought that was funny. And I'm like, yeah, keep so you knew mind, about it. Keep in mind he's what 48. Yeah. Doing this. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> I and know. I, I kind of chuckled it out. I'm like, he said, but you're too young. He, Wait he a few more years. 40? <laughs> 39, um, no, he, he was 38. 38. Yeah, he was 38. And Dean goes, like, yeah, I have a, I'm writing this new screenplay. Uh, I've got this idea for a show. But the character that I want you to play, you're too young for. Because <laughs> yeah, the character that... And I, 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 I was laughing so hard when he said that in an interview. And I'm like, <laughs> you too young for a part? Please. <laughs> Oh, well, it just kind of makes sense because, in, um, as we find out, basically, basically the character that Christian Kane plays in this show, his name is Alex Walker, and he's an ex-DEA agent with hypertension. So I would say not only does he have hypertension, aka a bad heart from all of the adrenaline-fueled insanity that he dealt with, but and I suspect it also it was partially to yeah. do with an injury, an injury yeah. he got, which we'll go into a bit later. But and I think he's got a little bit of PTSD as well. Oh yeah. When he remember mm-hmm. when he comes face to face with his old partner. Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah, one that I just we'll want to punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me, we'll get to that. In this part. episode. We'll get to that. It's part. in this episode that he he's a broken man. He is. Um, 
to put it lightly, but he plays it so well. But he plays different? the brokenness, that vulnerability so well. What's interesting is the difference between Elliot, who is someone who hides what he's feeling as a defense mechanism. He, in like he's hides. got a barrier up. Yeah. Um, he has, he's got the way that I see Elliot is like he's got, he's broken but in a different way but he masks his brokenness alex doesn't know how to do that he just alex just he he shows it all he's like this is who i am (laughs) deal with it pretty much is what um Mm -hmm. and the fact they actually filmed in cebu in philippines Philippines. yes because this show takes place in cebu philippines yeah, and also in Mactan, too, which is uh, another small city that's, like, right next to Cebu. Um, they, the Philippines played... The Philippines is a character all its own it in is, the show. Yeah. It's not just a location. It's a character it's a all character. its own, which that's, I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, yeah, you don't often see in TV shows where the location becomes a character. Though I will say that becomes more mm-hmm. prevalent in episode two. Yeah, um, and I love that um, he starts out on the military base there at, at the hospital, which I thought was kind of cool. So we should probably actually get into the episode. So you want to start us off on how it like opens sure, up? Sure, sure. So well, first, um, yeah, this is it's called almost it's episode one of Almost Paradise is called. Finding Mabuai. Yes, that is, I believe, how you pronounce it because that is how they say it in the show. So I apologize if I'm pronouncing any of these words wrong. Or if I get a language wrong or something. And I I remember, I think I looked up the translation for that, and it's like finding peace or serenity um, is what it means. Or something like that. Because I I used Google Translate, which... Yeah, it was like (laughs) finding the good life, I think, is what it translates to, uh, loosely. Um, Which Which just makes sense, because that's kind of what it means. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense, because what Alex wants is, like, he's trying to find peace. Yeah. Because summer for this episode. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it does not. Um, well, in its own way, I guess, but okay. summary. <laughs> summer for this episode is when ex-DEA agent Alex Walker moves to a tranquil, out-of-the-way beach in the Philippines for herself. His process to discover the area has developed over the years into a luxury resort. Despite his best efforts and against doctor's orders, he soon finds himself falling back into his undercover operative ways when he's pulled into a drug sting operation run by the local police department. The director for this episode is Mark Roskin. He also produced and directed episodes of Leverage and Leverage Redemption. The writers for this, uh, yeah, the writers for this episode are Dean Devlin, Eddie Quintana, and Gary Rodson. All right, so we open in Barcelona, Spain, nine months prior, where we see Alex Walker, played by Christian Kane, part of a group of soldiers about to do a raid. They go in, 
but then we see someone who's enveloped in the shadow, point a gun at Alex, and we hear gunshots. Which is why I suspect that part of his hypertension yeah, is and, from an yeah, injury. I want to I mention with that, yeah, yeah, with that that opening scene, they're on a, basically it's a DEA uh, drug sting operation. They're going into this location <laughs> in Barcelona, <laughs> And Alex hears something behind him, like the someone standing behind him. him. I think. Yeah, yeah. He turns around, and then it goes white, and we don't yes. know exactly what happened. Yeah. But in my mind, I knew he got hurt somehow. Probably yeah. either got knocked Which out or probably part or of something the else. Yeah, believe... something happened to him there to get him where he is now. Yeah. And, and we do we go into a bit to, more of that yeah, later in the episode. Later on. But that was my mindset. And then when they say it's a job-specific disability that happened, that makes me think, oh, he got hurt. Yeah. To where he couldn't do his job anymore. Mm. And that made me sad <laughs> for yeah. him. Yeah. Because we're about to see Alex is the type of person who, like, needs the I want to say kind of needs the chaos yeah he's addicted okay the way that I thought of it is Alex is was addicted to the adrenaline of being in that operative operative moment of undercover um DEA agent going and getting the bad guy playing a role basically acting himself in a different light to get information and get the bad guy basically but without having that adrenaline and that excitement he's going through withdrawal basically with this and that's the damage that's, that it, is an interesting way to look at it if you think that, about that's, it that's kind of and then when because you know what brought that up was the speech with um the character that we meet in a little bit Ty Mendoza and Alex they have that talk and he's like and she said basically quoting it's not the job that gives you the shakes. It's, or it's not the, it's the, the politics. It's the politics. The it's the politics and the bureaucracy that terrifies you. And yeah. that's why mm-hmm. you feel you say that you can't do it. Yeah, and usually Basically, shakes what, are associated with someone who is going through some kind of withdrawal. Yeah. He's going through basically with a, an adrenaline withdrawal, pretty much. Which, which will explain some things that we see later, but continuing yep. on, <laughs> we cut to the American military base in Cebu, where we meet Dr. Patel and is given Alex a checkup, saying since he's applying for a disability, he's required to have scheduled therapy sessions and medical exams to qualify. And Alex asks if she can still sign off for him so he can get his checks. But Dr. Patel says, assuming he makes his weekly appointments there for evaluations, and as she's taken his his blood pressure, Alex says he figured with the American presence on the base, he might as well fulfill his requirements there. And Dr. Patel says his blood pressure is 180 over 90. Now for some context here for someone like Alex normal blood pressure is around 120 over 80 yeah and I 
like with me, like I've studied that and stuff like that. That's high, especially for someone of his age and considering his his fitness and stuff of how he maintains himself. He's pretty muscular, but to have that high of a blood pressure, that's not good. There's that's a sign that something's off with him with yeah. his heart. Yeah. And um now, <laughs> he's so sarcastic. It's like that I'm a good blood pressure, but bad blood pressure. He has like a, that little shit eating smirk I mentioned before. That didn't go he, away. He was sarcastic. He was sarcastic with the he was doctor. totally being a little shit. Yeah. And <laughs> the doc was blunt with him and like it's not cholesterol, Alex. You got one and it's too high. <laughs> and uh. then she scolds him. The the next little bit after that is like uh. she scolds him for not taking the meds. Yeah, because she says the blood test <laughs> Explain should why. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there in a second. She then says that the blood test showed you stop taking his ACE inhibitors and vasodilators. Now, fun fact. ACE inhibitors, which are angiotensin converting enzyme, they help relax veins and arteries to lower blood pressure. So basically, it just allows for more blood flow, lowering blood pressure. Yeah, and vasodilators they, uh, open yeah, blood they, vessels, which allows yeah. more oxygen in and also helps lower, which prevents narrowing, which also lowers blood pressure. Yeah, they they basically work hand in hand to widen the blood vessels in your body to so your body gets more blood flow and eases the stress on your heart. Yeah, basically to sum it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I I know this because my mother is a nurse. My mom's a physical therapist assistant, so I actually consulted her for some of these, which I must say, coming up here resulted in a very interesting conversation. <laughs> which to be honest if for those listening who like know the type of person my mom is you would know that is a very typical conversation to have at eight o'clock at night <laughs> and i'm not oh even God. joking because i got stories that i will not share on here because i'll probably get in trouble yeah, but anyways, basically, ACE inhibitors and vasodilators are what's really pres- typically prescribed for high blood pressure. So, Alex says the reason he hasn't been taking his meds is because uh, he googled vasodilators and three words came up, sexual side effects. And it's just shaking his head no. <laughs> He's like, uh uh-uh. And apparently nope. it's a real thing. Apparently it's I actually, real. I actually looked it up and yeah, it is. It's, it's legit. Because okay, I tried looking it up too, but I I don't know if I just didn't get that far into Google or what. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I went to a was med- like I went, the standard. I went to a medical, like a med lookup site and looked up uh the those two medications of like like grouping of medications and their possible side effects and that's what came up and i started literally laughing so hard yeah. and i'm like that's what you're concerned about buddy really? i know I instead know. of your heart exploding out you of could your literally 
go to sleep and not wake up. Yeah. Just like about because bad it is yeah because because yeah, what you're happens more worried if, about like <laughs> you're below the belt problem <laughs> leave it at that <laughs> yeah and we'll, we'll leave it up basically yeah what um if you don't take that and you have hypertension your heart the the Will pericardial stop. sac which is the 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 sac around the around your heart that protects it that fills up with fluid mm. and then your heart basically suffocates yeah. and, and you die yeah so it's a horrible good. way to die i would rather yeah. yeah i would rather get shot <laughs> than have that happen yeah so um for those of you who don't remember when i was on let's go steal a podcast and i was on the unwellness job episode for talking about leverage redemption the unwellness job episode where it deals with like um the health industry and like herbal medicines in that. I'm going to repeat what I said What when I was there. If you are prescribed a medication by a doctor for whatever reason it is, make sure take your damn meds. you take your damn meds as you are supposed to on doctor's orders. Don't be a dumbass like Alex. Take a man, take a meds. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're prescribed for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, take your medication, even if it's got a side effect possibility, yeah. nine times out of 10, it won't happen. Because if like, you have a side effect, like go to your doctor and make sure and like, and make sure you get it taken care of and like, like but like make like sure you take your meds to, how you're supposed yeah, to and then and then if the medication's the issue voice that to your doctor and see if, hey, is there an alternative yeah. that we can that we can try yeah because most likely a doctor will prescribe a different brand of medication if it's something's not right like yeah like with me um before I got on my Adderall I was taking the non-stimulant medication for ADHD Mm -hmm. and my body was allergic to it and I had a bad reaction to it and I voiced my concerns and he said why don't we try this I'm like okay I'm willing to try anything I'm sick and tired of having uh gut issues I'm done I'm done with the problem Yeah. yeah yeah so long story short take your take your damn meds and uh, of course, Dr. Patel scolds Alex, saying that if you didn't take them with the level of hypertension, his heart will become enlarged. He says, it's like a ticking time bomb. Dr. Patel says there's no ticking, just boom, heart failure, which is worse than penis failure. And they say that in the show. <laughs> his face was priceless. <laughs> yeah. He was like, did you just say that to me? How dare you? And, and that Alex shows Scott's you how good like, of an actor. Says you. What? He had that like, wide-eyed look on his face. And I'm like, that shows you how good of an actor Christian is. Because he can we have show shock. in his expressions at times. I know. Sometimes it's inappropriate, but it's, it's hilarious. It sells the character. Like, 
and I giggled like literally I, I did was laughing too. so hard so Dr. Patel then gives Alex a heart monitor where saying an alarm will go off if his blood pressure rises above 180 or if his heart rate goes above 170 and, and immediately goes and immediately goes off of course yeah Which, and then when he she put that on his wrist it's basically a fitbit i remember them telling mm-hmm. us that and it's like yeah it wouldn't go off but when christian would sit down it would go off <laughs> and dean would just look over at him he's like you good buddy and he's like yep i'm fine <laughs> take it off and well, it on the table so i i actually do wear um recently i've been wearing a apple watch which measures your heart rate and so mine when i get like really hyper it will go above like 120 which is not really good but the last and that actually happened when i was at the movie theater watching uncharted the uncharted movie my heart rate shot above 120 and I was looking at like my heart rate over time, like my data for it. And it was like 157 during when I was working <laughs> at one time. <laughs> so I think that might've been when I was just running around like an idiot. Yeah, I have the little, I have like, we have a couple of like little pulse oximeters that on the finger clamp mm-hmm. measure your heart rate and your, uh, your breathing. Your oxygen levels, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my heart rate at one point was 110 beats per minute, and my oxygen was at 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was experiencing really bad anxiety um, due to that. And then as I started breathing deeper, my oxygen levels went up, but my heart rate dropped, which is good. Yeah. And went back to a yeah. resting heart rate of 92. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I feel kind of bad for poor Alex having to learn that stupid heart monitor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then where does Alex go after going to the, to the doctor? Wait, well, <laughs> well, Dr. Patel gives him a journal to record what's causing stress every time the monitor goes off and then, to avoid it. And, and then point them. There. And that, he says that 15 years ago, one of his assignments took him to an isolated beach on the island. With no, there's no phones, no TVs, just and he thought it'd be a good place to retire. So he sold what little he had and he bought himself a gift shop. And no stress, no drama, just peace and quiet. Oh, how wrong is he? <laughs> and because, then, um, as we're about to find out, Alex's big problem is he can't leave shit alone. He is a, a, a nosy Nancy, pretty much. He is. He's a busybody. And mm. after he leaves the doctor's office, he goes to, like, this little cafe or, like, like, eatery or whatever and sits down at a uh, beer house. Yeah, beer house at, beer at house. a table. And 
I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah. Hold on. No, he goes to the oh. hotel and sees yeah. the gift shop. Yep, and then that kind of... And that's when he discovers that it isn't just a small hotel like he thought it was. It was a huge resort. <laughs> and then we, we meet... meet- we meet Corey Santos, Corey. who is the manager of the hotel. And his landlady. And his landlady. And I said, uh, I, I wrote down, Corey is funny. And he's like, is. I love her. She <laughs> is. so hilarious and uh, like straightforward. <laughs> so Corey's telling Alex about how there's a lot of construction and it's the best resort in the Pacific. Alex says he doesn't understand and then gets nailed. In the head by with a the freaking beef ball <laughs> and so the little bit of noise and just the like so done he face tilts his head face. and just sighs he's like not again like <laughs> god damn kids yeah he had like the look of like paranoid on his face and was priceless and i'm like yes he says he i was understand. in a bit of giggles that was too just the face Alex thought he bought the gift shop outright. Corey says he bought the gift shop in apartment in the hotel owned land it sits on and she manages it. So they go to the gift shop where it is um it needs a lot of TLC. It it looks like an abandoned building pretty it much basically when you first is walk, like, walk in. Things need replaced. Covering like, everything. Cloth. Tarps everywhere and it's like and I could smell the dust. And, Literally, because I've been in places like that. And then of course they can fix, no problem. And what happened? He stepped through the freaking floor. Oh yeah, yeah, he crashes through the floor and nearly <laughs> falling on his face. Of course they can fix, no problem. You, you fix no problem. Now it's and like, they, they... shut. He, he looks up, like, with a pure look of annoyance on his face. He's like, how dare you? And then he breaks the bed. Oh, yeah, he does. Because. <laughs> because. Or, they go to the apartment in the back. And Alex and um, Ernie pays electricity and water. He, he gets from the hotel and he pays twice a month. And if it's late, she cuts it off. And then Alex goes to sit on the bed and it falls apart, sending Alex right on his ass. <laughs> and and the heart monitor goes off. <laughs> and then we see a young man riding a motorbike along the street and meets up with some other guys. And the guy says, and I want to say it's Filipino. So don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. But he says the bike, like it's an expensive bike. The boy who we will learn is Kobe Rodriguez, played by Joe Vargas. Says that's how they roll in Manila. And asks if they're ready and they, then we see a nice yacht. So, um, they head to a very nice yacht, and everyone's sort of walking up, and Kobe warns them to let him do the talking, and they head on to the boat, and they're greeted by Tio, played by Will Devon. 
Tio offers Ibuni a drink and says it and gets it for him as Kobe says he'll take Hennessy. And yeah, when when uh Kobe and his uh let's admit it's a gang, his biker group, um, like come up onto the yacht and they are faced with him. I just got a bad feeling about it. I just got a bad vibe. I'm like, oh no, this is good. Mm-hmm. This is something's off here. Yeah, because I don't like the feeling of this. I just knew. Yeah. Tio gets a glass and shows him his block of ice that is apparently 10,000 years old. Then they got it on their last ship to Greenland. When he says he hears that um, this man's the one to speak to about the protection, distribution, and storage. Kobe interrupts saying the boys are working for the Manila boys and on the island that means him and he kind of gets in Tio's face. Then Tio stabs him with an ice pick in the chest. But yeah, basi- uh, but before that happens, basically he says, not anymore, you don't. You work for me now. Yeah, and that happens um, character basically says, And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, I immediately was like, oh no, something yeah. bad's yeah. going to happen and then bam. Mm-hmm. He gets stabbed with the ice pick. Yeah. And basically, Tio says the, the boys are affiliated with him and they'll provide him local protection and access for his product before transshipment to the US and then goes back behind the bar asking if anyone else wants an old rock, which is the drink that the goon ordered. Yeah, and they yes. all looked yeah. kind of slightly panicked, which was kind yeah. of funny. And I'm like, yeah, you just well, went understandable your... too. Yeah, it's like you just witnessed your head guy get stabbed mm-hmm. with a freaking ice pick and dropped to the ground. Of course, you're gonna freak out. But I'm like, you're a bad group of people. You're a bad guys. You're you're biker boys. Yeah, and you're doing dealings with basically a drug dealer yeah of course something bad's gonna happen yeah uh, um yeah i mean right. so we then see alex at a stand buying paintbrushes and he goes to pay for him and we see kai mendoza played by the amazing samantha rochelle and very beautiful i, I must She's say awesome. and the ever awesome and slightly funny Ernesto yeah we meet him in a second yeah because her partner Alex he's a beautiful woman he follows her (laughs) into the beer house and they sit at a booth and he goes to or Kai sits at a booth Alex goes to get his seat and he he grabs the okay He grabs the arm of a server, a female server, saying, hey, sweetheart, can I get a Jim B neat? And bumps into her. And then she just pay- places a beer down, gives him a look, and walks away. And he's like, uh, or beer? And just like, no, I must down say. A high top table. <laughs> yeah. Though I must say, and when I'm he bumped like- into her, because leverage has me so conditioned as soon as alex bumped thought, into her you, i thought what did he like, lift did you take something from her is like what did exactly. you take from her i thought, I thought he something, something like what what was it because parker <laughs> yes and also and uh, it was funny i'm like 
Great. Now that's going to be in my head forever. Did you get scolded? No. Um, she just wanted to make sure. Like, I wish you a good night. All right. All right. <laughs> Continue on. So, <laughs> so, something else I thought about was uh, we had the discussion about rule number seven. <laughs> so, uh, okay, my favorite rule. <laughs> yeah, mine too. My favorite rule. Mm -hmm. okay. We discussed the house rules. Okay. Rule number seven says don't touch the women, but they can grab whatever they want to. But you do not grab the arm of your server or anybody for that matter because without their consent. Without their consent. Without yeah. their consent. Yes. Because that can be that can come across as being kind of like you're invading their personal space and they don't know what your intentions are. I've had that happen to me and I said, Can you please let go of me? And they immediately saw the look in my eye, like, I'm going to stab you if you mm -hmm. don't let go. Mm -hmm. And I literally did. I had a fork in my hand. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Granted, it was a plastic fork, but still, I was holding it like a knife. Mm -hmm. And I looked, it's like, can you please let go of me? And he backed up and said, I'm sorry, I just needed to ask you something. I'm like, okay, what is it? And I set it down. And I looked at him, and he's like, oh, uh, can you tell me where this thing is? And I'm like right there oh my god and yes i'm like it's not it's wednesday don't stab don't stab i was basically about to pull a parker and yeah. stab him i uh, almost i almost did okay continuing on so alex says beer is just fine then we then we see who we will find out to be ernesto alamares played by Arthur Acuna, sit across from Kai, and we see what's most, what is actually a gun in Ernesto's, the waist of Ernesto's, Ernesto's like, pants waist. Yeah, his waistband. His waistband. And it's when he, it's when he leans over, Alex can see the bulge of his holster. Yeah, you see, like, the handle waistband. of the gun. Yeah. Yeah, he's like... Yeah. Like, those are cops. Yeah. <laughs> Alex's monitor goes, yeah. Alex's monitor goes off. But then see Tio, Tio's boys, the besides Kai and Ernesto. Right behind him. And then right or, behind them. And it's like someone else sits behind later. But yeah, Alex is like, look away. This has nothing to do with you. He's talking to himself. He's like, this doesn't have anything then, to do with you. He's like, don't, don't do it. And then he and sees then... the hitter sit. Or who we find out right behind, be Ernesto. behind Ernesto. Ernesto, yeah. And he's like, crap. I'm just starting to like this place. <laughs> yep. And he sighs and then gets and up. And he gets up and picks and up what a, does pull he grab? Cue, a pull cue. <laughs> and freaking walks up. Freaking, I'm like, I'm a nice guy for so, like, attitude. Like, Hey guys, Aria. Listen, anybody up for a game of snooker? <laughs> and they're like, and they're just talking. Like, um. so. Yeah. And, Where were we? Uh, uh, Alex had went up 
to the booth and was like, hey guys, how are you? Listen, anybody oh, yeah. up for Talking a game of the... snooker? <laughs> Which I play, I do play pool sometimes, but I have no idea what is. Yeah, it's a, a type of uh, a pool, pool game, game, I think. I but yeah, when he grabbed the pool cue, I immediately flashed. Like, oh, that's getting broken <laughs> over somebody. No, I flashed to Supernatural Season 15, Episode oh. 7. Yes, last call. <laughs> yes. But the bar fight between me. Dean and his That was Christian a good character. bar fight, though. Like, that was a legit <laughs> bar fight. And he broke a pull cue on Jensen's arm <laughs> and cut but, Jensen. Because I know... Because I know usually those are made out of, um, like, balsa wood. And it's scored. Yeah, it's a breakaway wood. Yeah, it's a yeah. breakaway wood. But it can still be sharp. Yeah, true. It's the same thing with, like, we talked about this with sugar glass. Yeah, I could cut you open. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally have written the pool kill. And then in parentheses, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, because after. Because that popped into my mind. Yeah, because freaking. Christian Kane's character in Supernatural gets stabbed with the pull cue. Yep. Though I must admit, the funniest part of that scene is after they have a bit of a shootout. Dean's behind the bar. Um, Lee is like is around like, like the wall. Behind. And yeah. Dean freaking grab. This had to be a Jensen thing. It could. It had to have been a Jensen thing because it makes the most freaking sense. He pulls a shotgun out from under the bar, freaking pumps it, says, God bless Texas. <laughs> it starts shooting. Yeah, that, that that actually was. That actually was not scripted. That was Jensen okay, and Jensen now, Jensen's <laughs> from Texas. And so is Christian. Okay, so is Christian. What? He's like, well, like Texas and Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, technically both, but still. He he's still both. Texas boy. And but still, he's a Texas boy. And then, like, he leans up and fires, and they do, like, six rounds, and Christian's got a freaking revolver. Yeah, he's got a revolver. <laughs> Dean's got a shotgun. Yeah, and, and then, then they shoot off, like, six rounds. And then they, and like, he checks, and, and like, then G, uh, G, yeah, Jensen Dean checks for more ammo um, in, in the crap. box. And he's, he's like, like he's like doing the math. Like you can see him like doing the math, like in his head. He's like, I'm he's out. Like, I'm out. And by my count, by so my... are you? Yeah, and he's like, and then and he takes the Lee shells out of the revolver, opens it, and like goes like that with his hand. I'm like, that's actually kind of hot. <laughs> that was literally when he when he like looks at it, he's like. And flips it to where it shuts and just tosses it aside. And I'm like, and then they meet in the middle, and that's oh, when no. they have like the proper like fist fight. Like, yeah, it's like you want to do the honors or should should I? Should like, I? Go you want to shut the title? It's like okay, and they knock the table over. See, that's <laughs> what happens that, though when you get when they re- the freaking Oklahoma yeah. boy who doesn't and know. <laughs> 
two boys who can't control their tempers together <laughs> and who are they just don't know fuck. how to freaking control themselves yeah and the fact that they didn't have any stunt doubles doing this was hilarious <laughs> and then uh they go at it and i'm like i watched the behind the scenes and it's hilarious when they have the mat and how hard Jensen hit the ground when DK tackled oh, They him. went hard. <laughs> they went hard. And you could hear, you could hear <laughs> Jensen grunt underneath the weight of Christian. <laughs> and I was giggling, and I'm like, oh my god, that's hilarious. See, so yeah, that's what popped into John my mind when Rogers I thought of- gave Christian Kane the nickname "Fucking Oklahoma." <laughs> <laughs> That cemented it for me. I'm like, no, it cemented like, it for me. What was fucking dumbass? Like wearing cowboy boots, freaking throwing the footballer, and hurting <laughs> himself. Shit. He cut himself. He he like split himself wide open pretty much. And yeah. what did you say to me when I told you I slipped and hurt myself on an Easter egg hunt? Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't I learn from fucking Oklahoma? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I texted you was. Didn't you learn from fucking Oklahoma? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I threatened to wrap them in bubble wrap. And that, that goes to show you how awesome of an actor Christian really is. He doesn't let is, uh, minor injuries bother him. I mean, he freaking slices his hand open. Yeah, yeah, he slices his hand open doing filming his uh Kane's kitchen. And I'm like, ow. And oh, then yeah. yeah. I haven't actually seen Kane's that. kitchen. So I will have to see season two. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find it where I can watch it. It's probably on YouTube free, somewhere. But... I just haven't looked for it. Yeah, you have to rent it. It's like mm. six bucks to rent it. But yeah, back to right, yeah, back to the episode. Back to the episode. So after Alex <laughs> does his thing. Carol looks at one guy and looks at the guy who he learns Lodi asking in Filipino like if he knows Alex. And the guy basically tells Alex to piss off as they're busy. Yeah. And Alex keeps freaking running his mouth because he's a dumbass. And says like what's all this maboo I have been hearing so much about. And the guy straight up is like, you knew you, bitch. Like, oh damn. And I'm like, oh, you don't know who you're talking to. You better shut your mouth, boy. And I'm like, oh no, that's going to happen. And then Alex just kind of looks at him like, Like, yeah, easy. the hell did you say to me? And then starts reading him like, you're starting to sweat. That vein on your forehead's starting to pulsate. Your left hand switching. You breathe in erratic. I said blood pressure is what, 180 over 90? And Lodi tells him. Then he leans in. And he says one of my favorite lines that I had written down. He's like, you don't want to die today, do you? And he was calm about it. And I'm like, oh, that's Elliot Spencer right there. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, (laughs) you know, I didn't understand what he he said. But what I did hear was your heart about to come out of your chest. And you may be on your way to a coronary or aneurysm, which... For, for a bit more context, an aneurysm is basically a ballooning of a blood vessel caused by a weakness in the blood vessel wall, and usually where it branches. Yeah, it's 
it's it's basically uh, a bursting of the capillary, the end cap on the blood vessels well, in your not brain, necessarily causing bleeding. Burst, but it's like a bleeding and it can burst. It's like it's like, like a fracturing, basically, of it, it where it splits open. Yeah, which actually to put it lightly, I actually um, have an aneurysm myself because I had a coarcation of my aorta, which is basically my aorta was narrow from uh, my genetic disorder. And I had to get a stent put in. And if you look at my, I had a 3D MRI done of my heart and it's closed, you can see the branches that formed around the aorta. I'll have to, I'll have to I might send it to you. I might, I don't know, I might send it to you to show you, but um, that's how it was, as you can see the branches, and that's what it was, was to fill in the pressure, but because of that yeah, pressure, it, it had it developed was, it was like, Yeah, it's basically what happened is the pressure in the artery builds up so much that there's little cracks inside of that, mm-hmm. that, yeah, and then it splits off trying to alleviate that so the blood can go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But that can cause internal bleeding if it were to burst and then cause more damage. Yeah. And for the record, it is getting kept up with. So just thought I'd put that out. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And all that matters. Yeah. And Alex is then like, leans in, like, you don't want to die today, do you? And that was Elliot. That was Elliot, you're right. So I'm like sweating. Yeah. And then. Uh, and we get a bar Two fight. of the guys, yeah, two of the guys get up, and then I, Alex I wrote down kicks one in the le- kicks Lodi in the leg. And then I said, uh, I wrote <laughs> That's down another one with the proceeds. Yeah, and then he hits one guy in like the side of the shoulder mm. with the pole stick, and then basically kicks Lodi in the shins and has him drop. Yeah. And then I wrote after the, that quote, I said, then proceeds to kick the guy's butt. He does. <laughs> Which is true. Is, mm-hmm. what I'm like. And then, and then what happens after that happens? Um, basically, one goon gets on the is on the ground and Alex puts his foot on the wrist. And you see it's holding back like a curved blade in the goon's hand. Kai and Ernesto pull out guns and yell at him to freeze and police, like, freeze, police. And you can tell that Alex is silently cursing himself. He's like, not again. Because he just kind of lowers his head, like, God damn it. (laughs) And we had to kind of. Yeah, it was like a moment of getting caught by the uh, principal. For fighting, that's mm. what popped into my mind. Probably a bit like that. Yeah, and then we go to the police station at yep. MacCon. And we see Kai and Ocampo are walking to the interrogation room, and Ocampo is reading off Alex's file or jacket. Then he's telling Kai that he got the file from a friend at the American Embassy, and Alex has spent more time under deep cover than anyone else in the bureau. And he spent two years attached to Operation Eradication in the Golden Triangle, like Mexico, Colombia. 
and you spend a year and a half in Spain doing a lot of redacted shit and that he's some kind of legend and then Kai's like what is he doing here and he's like they basically kicked him out <laughs> and yeah yeah Kofi's like ex-special agent and he went lo- Alex went loco and they gave him a 7776 which means they kicked him out So Campo, who's the police chief, I guess I should have mentioned that he's the police chief. So Campo and Kai head into the interrogation room and Alex is writing in this notebook. Campo walks in and he's like, Agent Walker. And Alex puts his finger up like, hold on a sec. Like, be with you in a minute. And Kai's like, what are you, what are you doing? And Alex <laughs> she basically stuttered. Yeah. And the, the look Alex gives her, like when he looks up, he's like, it's hypertension, hypertension journal. Not so long. <laughs> he's so she he says it in a way shit. that makes me want to slap him. Such a little shit. He makes me want to slap him in that mm. moment, but I'm like, oh, it's also kind of cute too, because he's yeah, messing with her. Mm. And I want to know. How did Sam keep a straight face when Christian did that? Like, he did a little smirk and looked up at her and had held eye contact with her. How did she not break? That's what I want to know. I don't know. know. That's probably one of the takes we just haven't seen. They don't have a blooper reel. I just realized they never released yet. a blooper reel yet. Yet. That is true. <laughs> we need a blooper reel. But Akampo Tonon, Akampo asks why Alex didn't tell Kai and the other detectives that he was a DEA agent. Alex says it could have been Any- his nerves because they were yelling at me. But Kai says that they broke up a sting op- that he broke up a sting operation. They've been working on for three months. And Alex tells her she's about to be killed and he made Ernesto as an undercover as soon as he walked in the door. And he didn't want to get involved, but then he saw the header sit behind her in the booth and says that he was there. He knew that he had to step in. Yeah. It's like, it's like they were there to kill you. They weren't there to to deal with you. Yeah. They were there to kill him. And I kind of chuckled when he just said, when I saw the header sit right behind you in the booth, I knew Mm. something was off. Mm. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There should have been a distinctive there somewhere. I just realized they never say like a distinctive. I know. They said hitter, but they didn't say distinctive. Mm-hmm. And then um they go on to talk about like the garage wire and all of that. Oh uh, yeah. Like talk to him about it. Yeah, compass and then sure yeah, Alex tells him to check that guy's jacket in the left pocket to grow up like wire the, and a hunting knife. And then right. in yeah, in the right in the right back pocket is what he said, and it's like in the right there'll be a hunting knife. And as he walks out, and I'm like, how would he? How would he know that? And then I thought to myself, oh, he's probably seen it before because he's a DEA agent, former oh, DEA agent. I'm he like, probably, he's probably saw seen like, it. the like a the or shape some, of the knife and the or the even player. the handle of the knife too, probably in the, in the back pocket and the shape of the garage wire in the, in the pocket maybe. Mm-hmm. But the comes back and there's a knife in the garage wire. 
and Alex points out she's never seen anyone around there, around here using a garrote. Compass is impressive and asks Alex if he'd want to work for their department. Kai gets rightfully defensive and says they don't need help from outsiders. And Compass like, like puts his hand up like, like be quiet. <laughs> Yeah, and that, for me, the way that she acted is, like, she's still a fledgling cop at this point. She she's is. new to the force, still. I can tell. Yeah, she's trying to and make then, her mark. Yeah, and then Alex's like, yeah, you guys don't need me. You have plenty of detectives on this, so you don't need me. Like, I've got issues. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, I can't, yeah, like, you've been with Jack, and I've got issues. Like, I'm sorry for busting up your play. And then Papa says for what is read, Alex has got a unique set of skills and experience that the Brooklyn department doesn't have. And it's like making these decisions. Then the heart wanted to go south again. Yeah, and he's like, we could use your experience. And he's like, it's you've made a mess of this. Yeah. And you need to help clean it up. And I'm like, No, this is like in my mind. I, like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And I thought of when he said that. I thought of uh, another show that I watch, NCIS, Gibbs uh, Rule. It's like, if you if you make a mess, clean it up. Clean it up. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's rule number eight. I'm like, you just rule number eight at him. How dare you? <laughs> well, I mean, he does have a point. Like, Alex did mess it up. So it is kind of his responsibility. He's got to help. Gotta help fix it. Clean and fix it. So we then cut to Alex painting the door of the gift shop and he's listening to a meditation tape. Which fun is fact, the same one. <laughs> the meditation tape that they play in All's Paradise. Well, actually, in Leverage Redemption in episode season one, episode four, the tower job, the same meditation tape is used for a scene yeah but i didn't catch it until i rewatched the episode and i saw that and i'm like it's the same this is i mean it makes sense why they would use it same damn audio when i'm like and and dean even confirmed it he's like did you hear the the tape and it was during the facebook live he's like did you guys any any of you like catch the the meditation tape yeah. that Alex was listening to while painting the, the gift shop door and Christian just smiled <laughs> and I'm like where is this heading and it's like yeah it was the same tape you used in Redemption and I'm like yeah with the uh, I can't that episode's gonna be a piece of work to freaking talk about Krista and Jason oh. freaking barf bitch <laughs> But yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. okay, continue on. <laughs> so, uh, what's funny is the tape is like just as funny as the t- what's the, the tape saying is the opposite of what's going on with Alex because someone comes up from behind him and tries girling him. And then uh, he like, it's human instinct to try to grab whatever is being pressure on your throat. He grabs with his fingers a, the garrote wire and puts yeah, his hand in between. Yeah, he's trying to keep it off his throat. It, but then he has to be the yeah, paintbrush. He uses the paintbrush handle. To, to like, like, push it away. Push it away. Basically to get away from to, it. And to then like he beat the crap like out of the guy. Yeah. 
And then he runs and the, off. And the guy runs off, yeah, like, and leaves the garrot wire behind, so he's not... And, but Alex, of course, has to yell at the goon for hitting the door. Yep. And he's already gone, and he, like, immediately grabs his neck. He's like, yeah, and then he picks, up like, the, he picks up a revolver that fell. Yep, and... Uh, and make sure it's clear. The garrot wire, too. Yeah. And then the garrot wire, too. Um... And then puts it in his waistband and, and storms it into the his, Then he starts, like, rubbing his neck and he freaking growls. And that was kind of cute. <laughs> kind of sad. Honestly. I know. And growls. He got, like, red-faced mad, which was also kind well, of adorable. Yeah. And then, uh, he sort of into Campo's office. Storms into Campo's office. Compass office, put, and it's like the look, revolver he, on the desk is like so much is trying to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like explain to me how. And Compass like did that happen? Have a seat. Alex is like no, and, no, I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I'm gonna know why I almost had to wear an ascot for the rest of my life. And somehow word got out the next DE agents on the island. Compass like, are you? What are you suggesting? Like, what are you playing at here? Alex is like, yeah, Alex is so pissed. He's so mad. And he's like, you're like, can... believable. You would risk my life to force me to help you. And he's like, you'd risk my life so I would have to help you? I'm like, that's one way of doing things. And that's kind of sneaky and underhanded. But I'm also, like, what kind of monster kind of do cool. you think I am? No, it's just like, <laughs> how many guys you got? Ian. And I wrote that <laughs> quote. It's like, how many guys can got? And his voice got so squeaky. And I'm like, oh my god. That's how you know he's pissed. Is when his voice goes up. Bitch. Hold on. And it comes. He kind of like chuckles. Like, but like, you do have a point. Like, her encompasses that their problem has happened to Malibs. And until they wrap this up, he'll be in danger. And like we could offer to keep you locked up to protect you, or not like or I can help you solve this case. Obviously, it's, it's up to you. Let me head into have a conference room. So we know that he agreed to it. Like I'm he like, did. Fine. <laughs> Rick is talking to a group of detectives, and Alex is writing in his notebook. And on the screen up front, there's a bunch of photos of dead people. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's like a murder board, but digital. It's and then digital they murder board, basically. Is what yeah, it is. And, they, and then they start talking about um, how there's the drug been, connection to it. Yeah, there's like been six gang related shootings and three dead from overdose. Or Kai's explaining all this. Yeah. And, and what does Alex he, say? Three dead from overdoses in the last four months. But uh, ever since uh, Frost hit the street and said synthetic heroin derivative cut with speed and it makes crack look like aspirin. And, and that was like, going. in my mind, I was like, why would they manufacture synthetic when they could manufacture the real stuff? Because the synthetics have a higher market value. That and also... Because it's they can it alter the mix. Drugs. Yeah, they can like alter the ecstasy. mix in any way that they want. 
yeah, they can make it um like an ultra mix, add like ecstasy or whatever to it to make it more addictive and basically and get that more high. lethal. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how Alex kind of speaks up. He's like, this is crap. Yeah. And Kai's like, excuse me? Yeah, because <laughs> here, hold on. Uh, right, we're, almost, we're almost at point though. I love because that part. This stuff is kind of important to like set up the rest. Kai continues telling they've now learned that the Manila boys have infiltrated and recruited two local gangs for distribution. Introduces everyone to Kabu Rodriguez. Excuse me. Who did six years in Quezon City for drug peddling and assault, and he arrived on the island two months ago and dropped off the radar two weeks ago. And if they find him, they drove off the frost pipeline to the island. And Alex, <laughs> this is when Alex starts messing with his watch, like, it's crap. I was like, excuse me? And she's like, excuse me? She's like, this watch. Yeah, it's like, the crap. He's, he says, he's talking about his heart monitor, like, it's crap. It works great, but it's designed to look like a Makata, but it says made in China, and Makata is an American brand, and to sell them, they make it look like and sound, make it look and sound homegrown, and it's really from the Far East, and when people find out, it drops the prices down, and sales, and inviting unwanted competition. Which is kind of, and then Kai's like, I'm so glad you were paying attention. And Alex is now up front of everyone, kind of taking over this briefing. Yeah, and like, I, I wrote down the DEA side of him and the knowledge of the drug ring and kind mm -hmm. of like where this type yeah. of drug is manufactured. Yeah, because And he mm -hmm. says there are three places. Yeah, basically, before we get to where there's three places... Alex is saying that this has the look and feel of a local gang operation trafficking outside of Manila, but it's fake. And they're basically the drugs are intended for the US. Because like, you got all this from your watch. And Alex said that Kai said it herself that Frost is a synthetic heroin and Asia has the ability to manufacture synthetics in legitimate drug factories. And they basically smuggle it out before officials even know it's part of the infrastructure. And he also yep. guesses that the ingredients are smoked on the island and cooked here, which helps develop the drug and finance production, and it gets shipped to Los Angeles, Seattle, where it spreads. Kampu asked Kobe. Yeah. Nationwide. Yeah. And he mentions th three places, Asia, Taiwan, and China. China, Taiwan, and Malaysia. Yeah, Malaysia. Um, and this is after um, Alex says yeah, after they Kobe couldn't be in charge of this because his attacker... Uh, instead of shooting him with the pistol, he tried garroting him, which means they're trying to make statements. Kinda yeah, they're like trying they to said, make an impression. You want to kill someone, you don't. Like, one Elliot. Go lied. for the hardest. Yeah. Where? Go for know, the, the, the easy. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for a drug dealer, the go to to kill somebody that, that knows about what you're doing is to shoot them pretty much or stab them or something like that you don't yeah. go with a harder method like a garage you have yeah. to be really strong and pull that wire tight enough yeah. to hurt them yeah, yeah, yeah. it also that line reminded me of what elliot says in um leverage episode the future job he says like you go to kill someone you don't like like you don't put them in the back of the van <laughs> so and just similar idea here with the 
if you have a gun on you and instead you're using your garrote wire, there's a reason you're using the garrote wire instead of just shooting them. Yeah, you're trying to make a statement. Yeah. And then uh, they, uh, he, he mentions a little bit, like a couple minutes later, he mentions the hunting knife. Remember? Uh, yeah, he also mentions about the hunting knife. Yep, and um, with because there's a picture of like a wound uh, detail on like the cut mark or something I think on one of the victims and <laughs> Alex being the little shit that he is because Kai says uh, you can tell a knife by its wound it like looks confused and then because this is after like everyone kind of like disperses and he's like you can't. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and in my mind I went it's a very distinctive wound it's very distinctive <laughs> and I started laughing like full blown giggles and I'm like oh my gosh Ellie get out of my head it's okay. Okay. and I think yeah. Dean yeah. I think Dean and the writers did that on purpose oh they had to have do that on, done that on purpose Yep, and oh my gosh, I am really, really pink. and blushing so hard right now. Continuing on, basically, Alex says, he goes on some process of elimination, saying that the triads don't have the time or are about to risk coming to a high-profile resort island in the Philippines. So it's a matter of figuring out whether it's basically Taiwan or Asia, and... Then he like he leaves, <clears throat> then it comes back and it's like, oh, and I'm always paying attention. <laughs> and Kai looks so annoyed. She's like, she's oh, so dumb. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and Ernesto's kind of standing back toward the door a little bit, watching this. He kind of he has a little bit of a smile on his face. He's like, oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> that was just my mindset. And so then we see them at a, they're doing a stakeout, or Kai, Ernesto, and Alex. Alex is in the bag freaking eating some sandwich. I don't know. Yeah. It's what like, exactly it's like is eating? It looked like a sandwich. Yeah. On like flatbread or something. Oh, it was like a gyro or something it's like that. Flatbread sandwich. Um, and like, the freaking car that they picked for yeah, the most obvious car, which I guess is Alex points out later. But he says, like, guys, guys, if it's already an established drug house, why don't we just go up and knock on the front door? And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm think- I was thinking, you gotta get you- yourself shot, dumbass. <laughs> Because, like, because he don't, what does he think is going to happen? Yeah, it's like, really, Alex, that's the undercover 
DEA agent and you coming out like they're local cops. Follow their lead, buddy. Guide them. Mm-hmm. Don't try to take over. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you're only here to observe and advise. So if you have something useful to say, say it. And Alex is and like, then he, hey. and, no, like, sorry. Yeah, Kai was like, you. yeah, basically Kai says you're here to observe and advise, not um, um speak up and annoy. <laughs> And he's like, hey, I'm not trying to take over your, your drug operation. It's your thing. I'm just here to, like, help you. And I'm like, I was giggling, like, so hard. I'm like, dude, do you want to get punched by a girl? Because you're nah. good. Oh, yeah. She looked like she wanted to punch him. Oh, yeah. And then as they're, because they're outside of the car now when, when they say this. Um, yeah. And, and like, what's up with Silent Bob here? Like, does he talk? And this is like, when I have something to say. And he jumps. He's like, oh, what? Like, hey, man. <laughs> and fun- funnily enough, on the because bringing up the Silent Bob thing, when they did the Almost Paradise, um, uh, like Facebook Live. Uh, it did it again um, with uh, with my favorite guy Art. Art he had his yeah. mic on mute, and they called him Silent Bob. <laughs> that was the running joke in the chat, and then Dean said it. Oh, and yeah. just like lit up, and it was yeah. it was that's still the running joke. When I went back mm-hmm. and watched the final Almost Paradise thing, I watched it and I started laughing. I'm still gonna use that again and I bet you they're gonna use it in season two again yeah, like probably. They, they better they better yeah well, the, I know it's like they're, it's like the gang leaves and they go and follow them and they end up on this highway Alex is in the back seat asking if it's like this is the best car you could find I was like what it's not on the script and I was like yeah that's the problem it screams on the script and Kai is like does it defend your fragile sense of masculinity? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But that's not the point. The point is to never appear like you're trying not to be noticed, right? This is the resort island, man. People come here and they want to feel special. They want to be noticed. You know who doesn't want to be noticed? Criminals and undercover cops. And when you're surveilling, you don't want to look like either one. Rule number one, forget you're a cop. It's like, and then she responds with, like, that Her could never go space. wrong. You get your cop? How could that go wrong? And I'm like, speak for yourself, buddy. Let me see the bikes arriving at a at the yacht. And Alex looks through binoculars. In the parking lot, as we see the group enter, Alex says, Bingo, and hands the binoculars to Kai. Kai asks if they're making the drop. Alex then like moves the binoculars so she can see the Malaysian flag. And they realize and Kai realizes it's a group called the Gang of Four. And Alex says they're going up against some pretty bad guys. Alex, yeah. And the funny okay, the funny the funny thing I want to mention about that scene right there when they're looking at a boat is the way that Christian grabs 
Sam's elbow and like lifted lift her arm lifts her arm up just a little bit and like mm. held her elbow and lifted it up and I'm like oh that's so cute <laughs> but for me I'm ticklish so if he did that to me I would have I would have punched him I would have like flinched and slapped him yeah <laughs> which made me I think like what happened like what happened in the blooper reel probably something similar she probably jerked her arm away and hurt herself we need the blooper reel yeah that needs to happen like now like yeah. please before season two mm-hmm. Ernesto points out they're leaving and asks that they should follow him Alex says no they're gonna go on the boat the high gets the car is saying let's do it because Alex is like heading towards where the boat is like what what are you doing because like we're gonna go to a judge we're gonna get a warrant and we're gonna do this right now he's like do this right and he kind of looks over at Nessa's like, nah, and he's like, all right, fine, we'll do it right. And then he's doing like the freaking pee pee dance. It's like, I, 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 I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, where's, like, where's the bathroom at? Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> okay, the funny thing is, he doesn't say bathroom, he says head. He says and that's head. a Marine Corps term. That, that's a Marine Corps really term cool. for the bathroom. It's a Navy okay. and Marine Corps term. And I caught I that, that after laughing. Thing. Nope. It's the the head is a military term for I the bathroom. And he, yeah, now you do. And uh, Ernesto kind of points off to the side, like, oh, back over there. And he's like, okay, yeah, thank you. Like, and he okay, just like, runs. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'll be a minute. <laughs> and... But that was and, just and a guy. They're just like <clears throat> this bitch. <clears throat> the heck? What the heck is wrong with this person? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then we go to the boat where Tio is laying out on a couch watching soccer. Two goons into a duffel bag and he's like looking at like the watches. Tio's looking at the watches and it's like I love it when people are propped. But he sees cash, sees a bunch of cash in the duffel, and he takes the duffels and heads to his office. And he opens a cabinet full of guns, ammo, and cash. He closes the cabinet and he sees Alex just chilling in the chair, saying, That's a lot of money. And he was like, Who the hell are you? Now I was like, Who am I? I'm just the guy you've been trying to kill. And he says it so calmly, too. He does. Like, I'm just the guy you've been trying to kill. Like, then we see Alex sitting on the couch. Four pistols pointed at him, and he tells the goon to put the guns down to balance, never sells anything. But he's also, like, tapping on his monitor and is, like, putting it up to his ear. Like, because he's expecting it to go off, I think. But it yeah. doesn't go off. And I thought that was kind of funny. Like, okay, so now he's in the chaos. But I can see it in his eyes that his heart's probably racing really fast. But it doesn't go off. And then <laughs> he stands up. up. From where he's sitting, he stands up and looks at, at the, the goon face to face. He's like... 
like okay. looking at them up and down pretty much and it's so like funny. And I forgot what he says. Sometimes it does, doesn't it? And then yeah, forgot- yeah, he's just kind of he walks a little bit closer and he's like he basically says, Oh, time to say goodbye. Like he wants to kill him pretty much. And he has a pistol. I look yeah. down I, and Alex looks down and he's holding a pistol in his hand, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> We're just doing Kyer back outside. Here. I'm digging in the Kai's digging in the trunk for a bag and Ernesto asks if Kai thinks Alex is on the boat. Kai says she'd better badge on it. Ben Ernesto says they'll just wait for him. Kai shuts the trunk and says that Alex said to look like what you look like you want to be noticed, and that's what she's gonna do. Kai is like, Ernesto kind of looks at her. White bikini. Ernesto kind of Ernesto kind of looks at her like, what do you mean by that? And like, didn't say anything, but you can see it in his eyes. He's like, well, what does she mean by that? What is she going to do? What is she doing? <laughs> but Kai's in a white bikini with a floral cover-up. Looking very good. And two grown-ass men are staring at her and are kind of like, they kind of yeah, they catcalled her pretty much, and she handled it so well. She, she looks at him like, "What are you staring at?" Then they walk, and away. then just walks away. Yeah, she like looked at him, and then like looks she gets a chuckle out of it too. Walking. I know. And then she goes on like the front of the yacht of a yacht, and like lays down a blanket and sets up the comm equipment. And you can hear Alex. Running his mouth. Yep. Oh, because he says about like it's kind of a bad stereotype. What he, but it is a bad stereotype. What he says, because he says about like, is it true you eat dogs? Because I just didn't know if we were serving lunch, which is kind of not cool <laughs> to say. I don't know exactly why he said that. So uh, that just cut that line kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, it was a little bit weird. It was. Continue on. Continue on. And Tio gets in front of Alex and says he has 30 seconds to convince him not to kill him. Max is like, kill me. You're going to want to kiss me. He says they're going to go into business together. He was kind of amused, like, business? Really? What kind of business would I be doing with an American DEA agent? No, it's like ex-DEA. I've gone rogue. Which it made me, which that line made me think of um, with Sophie and her love episode, The Frame Up Job. When Sophie's like, like, when Sterling says about like um, my favorite art thief, my favorite art thief on the premise the day a painting is stolen. So it's like, X art thief, X. Like they never remember <laughs> the X. 
because that's like that a running funny. joke in both and Leverage then, and Leverage Redemption is they never specify oh, X. Maggie says something similar to Nate too. It's like mm-hmm. X Y. You forget that part. There's, there's, you know, there's, it's Sophie. Sophie's with her. And so it's like, because Nate's like, you, you brought my wife into this? So it's like, ex-wife, Nate, ex. Like, you never, it never says ex. Maggie's like, well, I say ex. <laughs> I love Maggie. Me too. She was awesome. Alright, right, see what I'm So, TOS, why he would do that. Now Alex points to his heart water and says, hypertension. And Tia points out that Alex is now a criminal. Alex, he kind of has a blank look on his face now. And he tells Tia that for 15 years, he's been in the weeds watching guys like him get richer and richer and guys like him only get broken beat being broken in for nothing and he's been in the losing end of the drug war for way too long and Tia said like what so what you're the Benedict Arnold of the US, non- US drug enforcement now says he likes to think of himself as more of a LeBron James using his talents where they best fit Tia's moves and he's like and he sits down opposite of Alex and he's like you earned yourself another 30 seconds. Sell me. And Alex stands up. And I, yeah, and then it kind of gets tense for a little bit after that, like, little bit of a comedy kind of, like, huh, kind of made him chuckle and, like, sit down and kind of relax. And then yeah. it gets tense almost immediately. Yeah, because it's, like, supply and demand, right? And that Tio can make great quantities of supply, but it's going to cost him a fortune to reach the demand, which is where Alex comes in. And he tells Tio that he isn't the only soldier that realizes war on drugs was a joke, and he has a network of current and former DEA agents at the highest level that can move his stuff into the U.S. and make officials look the other way as cargo hits the dock. And he's now standing in like the divider between like the bar and the living space. And he's like, gentlemen. I have a free pass to the American market. <laughs> Tia says it's and not that expensive. was funny. Yeah. It's the way he does and that because he has his like, arms out like, gentlemen, I'm your free pass to the American market. Yeah. And for a second, Teo doesn't really buy it. Like, no, he does not. Dies, but then like, sounds expensive. It's like, it's like, it sounds expensive. It's like, eh, no. It's like, here's the thing. I pay you, not the other way around. Yeah. It's, it's a partnership. Like, and I'm like... How does that work? And I was thinking, yeah, how does that work? And also, this could go horribly wrong in so many ways. Yeah. Alex reiterates saying that like they're on the same side. And he doesn't want to work for him. He must work with them. And he says these guys know all the player and can reach the demand. And he just needs access to his supply. Yeah. 
and she was like, so you buy drugs for me, sell to the U.S. And I was like, yeah. She was like, how are you getting all this money? And Alex says the money comes from Tio's competitors. Tio asks how, and Alex points out he has access to seized mountains of money, cash from the evidence lockers, basically. And Tio asks if Alex is really ex-DEA, what was he doing at the beer house? And I don't think Alex thought this far ahead because he has to take a second. And he's like, man, I was trying to contact you. And like, I've been trying to get a hold of you. But, and then you send your errand boys and they're ready to get ready to kill a couple undercover cops. All right, I had to do something. Like, I want to work with yeah. you. I do. But I can't with, with every cop on the island. You can't have every cop on the island having a personal vendetta against you. Basically, it's like, yeah, I wanted to reach out to get a partnership with you, but I couldn't do that if every cop wanted to murder you and put you behind bars. So I did what I had to. And that was kind of yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. But also kind of stupid at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's good it's improv, weird. though, at least. But on Alex's yeah, part. But... Okay, it's better than what Sophie would have done. <laughs> no, Sophie would have... Nobody can beat Sophie. Okay, nobody can beat Sophie. Okay, Sophie freaking trained Elliot. <laughs> Sophie's true, bad. but still, but still, she's bad at acting, but no, nope. can no. do improv pretty well. She, yeah, but even she probably couldn't handle that sort of pressure to think on her feet like that. She could probably. I think she could, but. Depending on the situation, maybe. Alexon looks out the window and he sees Kai. And I can't tell if his face is like, oh shit, I got caught. Or his face is like, okay. What the hell is he doing? Like, okay. Kai's here. Now what do I do? Yeah, pretty much. He's like, oh, crap. She's going to get spotted and I'm going to get probably murdered is what was going through his mind. In my mind, I was like, yeah. he's probably thinking, oh, crap. Yeah. Tio asks Alex, I assume he can get his hands in the cash. Alex is like, how does tomorrow sound? And um, how does Twitter is and asks if two million sounds like a good start. Tio suggests they have a drink to seal the deal. Alex accepts. And they head over to the bar and Tio opens the decanter. Then walks over to this hunk of ice telling Alex it's over 10,000 years old. And Alex comes up over with two glasses. Tio has some ice or has the ice pick in his like getting some of the ice. Then he puts a chunk in it in the glasses and pours some of the, I don't know if it's like whiskey, if it's scotch or if it's. I think it, since it was poured over ice, I think it was scotch. It might be But scotch. I could be wrong. 
Or it may be something He pours some sort of liquor in the two glasses. Yeah, he pours some alcohol into the two glasses. Yeah, basically, it's alcohol. And then, and I Alex think it's at this point. Yeah, because Alex goes to, like, Teo, lean over to sniff the, like, to sniff it. Which was weird. Uh, and funny. then, at, when he, as he's leaned over, Tio puts the pick at, like, the base of Alex's neck. Like, just sets it there, and you can see Alex immediately, like, tense up. Yep. Because he probably felt the cold metal against the back yeah, and of his like, neck. Yeah, and then Teo says, you want to see what happened to the last guy that tried to betray me? Yeah. And he's or so calm to dis- about he it, disappointed too. me. Yeah, yeah and then he, he like, was so calm about it, He pulls too, Alex by the collar, out. though, to, like, get him standing up. And then two guns open, like, cooler that's underneath ice. And we see the frozen body of Kobe Rodriguez. With the ice pick still in him. No, by the I, way. Think the, I didn't see the ice pick. I thought. No, it was like the handle was like mm-hmm. resting on his chest. I didn't see that. But yeah, but he was like. I think just the fact that I saw a body was enough. Like. And it, it freaked it freaked Alex out, which was hilarious. It did. Like, it's not. Well, it's like Kobe was like young. And I think because I'm so used to seeing projects with Christian Kane and that usually don't involve bodies. <laughs> like anytime a dead body is involved in leverage, it's like, oh crap, older... the stakes are now higher. Yeah. But with this is like, oh, this guy is willing to kill the previous point. Yeah. Like this guy is willing to kill left and, right and center. We know who I just so, thought of. Hmm. Just guess. Just, just guess who I just thought of now when I said that. It's a certain somebody that Elliot knows. When? Mm-mm. The guy that he used to work for. Oh, Moreau. Yes. Moreau would do anything. He would. Including kill. To get his- well, Moreau wouldn't do it himself. He would just have someone else do it for him. Like Elliot. Yeah, like Elliot, exactly. So I was like, okay, so this guy's willing to be basically a hitter and kill to prove a point. He's willing to do the dirty work himself. Right? Yeah. He's not afraid to get his hands bloody yeah. if it needs to to prove a point to keep the, his boys in line. And I'm like, yeah. I don't like to say already. I don't either. And then in my mind, I was like, can I hit him? Yeah. <laughs> then COSFs, like, you know, you won't disappoint me, right? Then we don't actually see Alex's response, but we then see him walk in the parking lot. So. And what happened when that Ernesto pulls, body slammed him against body the car. slams Alex against one and of the cars. And he gets him into a like because a reverse he's arm surprisingly car. strong. And this is like and he like Pilates. Pilates. <laughs> Kai comes and then Kai over. goes, yeah, and she's pissed, and then she's like, what the like, hell was that? Like, why shouldn't I arrest you right now? Like, tell me why I shouldn't arrest you right now. Sorry. <laughs> and then Alex is like, because when, because
you're going to be you're going to close the biggest case of your entire career. So they reluctantly agreed. Yeah. And so they go back to the station and Kai, Alex and Mister are walking to a company's office. Kai's like, where are we supposed to get $2 million in cash? And Alex is like, I got to think of everything. Like I set oh, up the buy. Funny. You guys got to do the rest. Yeah, that looks funny. And they walk in, and now Akampo's office now looks like an HQ. There's a table that has three people surrounding it, like a laptop. We see there's agents surrounding Akampo's desk, and they're basically planning this bust. And Akampo introduces Agent Zivik to Kai. And then when Alex well, sees Zivik yeah, and stops right yeah, in his chat. And like he, he freezes. But before that happens, they walk in and I see DEA on the back. I'm like, wait a minute, there's that's probably one of his former partner slash like guys that he worked with. And I'm like, I have a bad feeling about this. As soon as he stood up, mm-hmm. as soon as Zivik stood up, I was like, ah crap. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the bureaucracy. And then I wrote Agent Zivic equals jerk. Jerk. He is a jerk. And that's putting it lightly. Mm. And Zivic's like, Zivic says they'll be taking the case from here as TO is an international crim- criminal, which is beyond their jurisdiction. And then Zivic stands up, says his team will, will be running the fresh investigation going forward. Then he looks at Alex and is like, Alex Walker. I bet you thought you'd never see me again. And then Alex's wanderer goes off. Yeah, he looked too, like, frustrated to say anything. So he just, like, turns on his heel and storms mm-hmm. out. And he almost had the look in his eyes, like, I want to punch you and hurt you, but I'm not going to do it in front of these cops because they're going to arrest me. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave is what I got from his, his face and also mm-hmm. his body language. Which shows you how good of an actor Christian is of like portraying that emotion of just frustration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that just frustration, I guess you could say it was. Also disappointment too. Having to be a ghost of his past, pretty much. And also disappointed, like he's like now has like he's not gonna like Kai and Ernesto are now not gonna get credit if like he doesn't get involved. So I think there's the disappointment, like, he can't, like, get out of this now. Yeah, and leave them high and dry. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like a little, He's starting a little to skip like after, after he walks out. Yeah. There's a little time skip there. And I want to huh. know what happened during that, huh. like, to him. Like, what was he doing specifically? Like, exactly, like, what was he doing? Like in between Spain? No, like uh, after he walks out um, and it kind of cuts, it doesn't cut to a different scene. And I'm like, I want to know what he was doing. (laughs) So after the monitor goes off, Zivik and Alex, we then see Alex and Zivik are sitting across from each other. And Zivik asks Alex, it's like, if you didn't want to help, then why did you set up the buy? That's like to help them, not you. Now, I hate this line, and I'll tell you why. Because 
Civics says, oh, what? So you hate your country now. I hate that line. Because it's basically, yeah, it, to me, I, I kind of dislike that line too. I wouldn't say I hated it, but it was like, like it. a, it was like a pin in Alex. It was like a thorn in Alex's side it's at petty. that point. It's like, it's basically an underhanded way of him saying, oh, you're basically betraying, betraying your country now for yeah, like, these people. Like just because you're being, like you're being pissy about me taking control over this op. So now, like, you hate your country because you can't, like, because yeah. these nobody like, cops aren't going to get credit for an op that was ours. Yeah, and then he says it. something along, yeah, and then he says something along the line to put another nail in Alex's side, basically saying, I could make your disability payment with the government go away. Yeah, basically like, threatening to take his money away from him. Yeah. And that was rude. And it I was, was like, I hate you for that. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's too far. That, it's that too is. far to push somebody. And even Alex got annoyed. You can see it on his face. He's like, oh, heck no. Uh-uh. You're not doing this to me. And it's also like, it is, except that Alex hates his country. Like, he obviously cares about the people. And, like, he cares about people. But what gets him, as we see kind of reiterated throughout this episode, is he hates the bureaucracy that prevents the progress. Yeah. Like, that's what Alex doesn't like, is the bureaucracy. Yeah, the bureaucracy, it's in the way of bettering the, the country progress. as a whole, pretty much. Because, like, if... Yeah, so... Yeah, I didn't like that line. Alex still stays silent, and then Zivik leans forward and is like, listen, Walker, I don't want you involved. I don't trust you. And I know what happened in Spain with Todd Carpenter. I know about your little episode afterwards. Is it what episode? I, I guess what I'm confused is what he means by episode. Like, yeah, me too. And then when I rewatched, I was like, oh, maybe he had like a, like kind of like a panic attack pretty much from just the, of what happened. Um, like kind of like a, PT like a PTSD episode pretty much, is I think it's what he was talking about. Or because they. Because the adrenaline went away pretty quickly yeah. after that bus happened. And I think that's what Zivik brought up. And <laughs> this is funny. The actor who plays him is so nice. But yeah, but it's usually his how character's it goes. so mean. It's usually how it his character is so mean. It's like, how could someone so nice play someone so mean? <laughs> and even even Christian said that. It's like, yeah, hate him. And he introduces, introduces him. And I'm like, why are you so nice? Oh, man, no, I, I kind of like you now. Dang it. So Civic continues saying he doesn't have a choice because Alex has already made contact and they need and, and they need to you. Alex's monitor goes up again and he kind of like covers it with his hand. And it's like, 
You can see his like lip quiver a bit. Yeah, and he says when he does that, like, oh, I'm clean record, and I want special. I don't want having to have a doctor sign off to, yeah, for me to get so my check. Basically, like I want full disability. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. want doctors. I don't want doctors to have to sign off for me to get my checks. So it's like, like okay, I'll make it happen. He agree- Yeah, he agreed to it, which is weird. Like, but the thing is, I'll call um, Washington after the bus, and we're we'll go at eleven hundred hours tomorrow, which I believe is eleven a.m. Yep, yeah, eleven o'clock in the morning, and uh, be- yeah, before he says the thing about wanting regular payments, um his hand when his monitor kind of beeps and buzzes his hand when he goes to cover it it's shaking so violently that he has to cover it and clamps it down and i'm like are you okay he's not sure you're okay and i'm like oh he's about to have another like episode pretty soon if he doesn't get out of there away from uh his past yeah um trigger basically is mm-hmm. what it is he's basically almost having a ptsd episode and i actually speaking of um ptsd you know my character in my story that i write uh mac she just recently in this newest chapter i'm getting ready to post probably later um had the ptsd episode so severe that she violently was oh my god so and that I found out is actually true because some, in some cases, PTSD patients who deal with it so violently, even our veterans who have it, they can get the shakes so bad that they can't even be in a chair. They have to be laying down mm-hmm. because it's so bad. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I thought that in that moment, I thought Alex was going to either do one of two things, either pass out or get up and punch Zivik in the face. And he kept it contained. But yeah, and I admire that. He kind of kept it kind of controlled and he just kind of, he squeezed his own wrist to kind of ground himself, I think, and just kind of leaned back and tried to breathe, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. Continuing on. So it's the next morning. We see Kai heading to the gift shop and is calling out for Alex, saying it's time. Then she goes to knock on the door and the door cracks open. So she immediately gets out her gun and heads in. And of course, she's sweeping the place, and we see liquor bottles on the floor. And, and they're the like the shop. little mini bottles. They're like the mini the bottles, not the big ones. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're, they're more like, like medium, what? I think. But yeah, they're but still they're the bottles. smaller. Yeah, they're small, and probably at least like twenty something there. And I'm like, yeah. great. <laughs> I just yeah. knew. Yeah. And then Kai makes it to the bedroom and we see Alex is passed out in the bathroom, on the bathroom floor. And there's some more liquor bottles around him. Then Kai must have filled up the sink because then we see her just dunking Alex's head in. And he like he wakes up and he and sees he Kai in the he's mirror. Like, he's like, he says, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. And he tucks his head back in and then Kai like pulls him around. Like, and she, she has him by the hair. She does, and, and then like, funny, throws funny it thing on was, the toilet. Yeah, and funny thing was, is when he says, oh, hell no. Yeah, when she's, when he says, oh, hell no, uh, he looks up, and he kind of squints, 
his accent came out. CK's accent came out, and it I does. was like, Ooh, "That's kind of cute." It is. <laughs> and she goes, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And she gets mad, and I'm like, "Oh, she's so little. She, she's pissed." And I'm like, "You're not frightening at all, but that's kind of cute she, that she, you think she, she can get that mad." Alex, you should know this. There's nothing scarier than a pissed off smaller woman. True. Yeah, and then their conversation once he kind of calms down a little bit. It gets sad really quick. Yeah, it does. But before we get there, the guys was like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And people are counting on you. Alex, like, it doesn't matter. Kind of like we're a couple hours away from taking down a major drug trafficker. And Alex is like, it doesn't matter. Because, like, we're going to sober him up and we'll bring you back. And Alex, like, his yells, he stands up and is like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if we take down Jimito or not. And he leans against the rest. And he leans against the dresser and then he kind of, like, and then he's like, you know how many people I've seen fight in this idiotic drug war? And for what? We arrest them, they're right back home in the streets in a couple of weeks, traded for some political favor, whether like their boy Tio, a paid asset or whatever. And like he turns around and he catches, has to like catch his breath as he sits on the dresser. Yeah, um, and I, I wrote that, I wrote his little drug war speech and I was like, I was speechless and I also kind of sad add in that is like that's how he feels it's like the war on drugs it's an endless cycle there's no way to break that final win going on again yeah, guys like, like him they're gonna go to cycle. jail for like six months yeah it's like it's gonna guys like him are gonna go for to six six months in jail at most for this and, and then, then they'll the be right back right on the street yeah. doing the same and then like, thing the, and then his little thing of like the veterans of the drug war we don't get up a homecoming parade we get nothing and I was like ow that hurt but that's the reality that's, that's the truth and it, it that cut so deep and you can see the look on her face like, like oh. it's like she didn't she realized realize, like how bad it was pretty yeah. much and it then just... he then they kind of have a little bit of a back and forth conversation he mentions his old partner Todd Carpenter yeah, and he's or like trusting top part. Yeah, Todd Carpenter um, was one of his partners that he could trust. His partner, he's like not, trusting. Yeah. The sad part was, is like he says, trusting my partner was the only thing that I had. What do I got now? And he's like basically borderline crying, and I, yeah, was so sad. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that that hurts. Yeah, but that really, really hurts. Yeah. And we also get more of what happened though in Spain. Because yeah. Alex says, like, Tana Carpenter is one of the people who care too much. And after watching everybody walk again and again and again and again, they got to him, so he switched sides. And to prove he was legit, they gave him an assignment, which was to kill Alex. And Kai's just kind of shaking. He's like, but, but he did And she's like, he's like, but and he did it. Like, and he's like, didn't, didn't he? he? And yeah, in a way, so that the the 
like the his voice broke again uh, when he said that. Like and the look on his face, in a way, yeah, he's like trusting my partner was the only thing that I had. What do I got now? His voice broke. His voice broke, and that made me go, "Oh no!" When and I was like, "I'm sad to his. me," and I'm like, "Oh, I hate his partner, former partner, so much." Yeah. <laughs> but that, like, if there's one thing that CK can act very well, it's these like heavy moments. Because the other moment this made me think of is um, when he and on leverage the dub or the big bang job when the team finds out that Elliot works for Moreau and it's after um, Elliot and Harrison have met with Moreau. And they go back, Harrison's, and like Elliot says, they got the invite. And Harrison's like, tell them. And Elliot says, like, he got the invite and he'll get him the location for this auction the next day. And Harrison says that it's like, hey, Elliot worked for Moreau back in the day a lot. Ours kind of gets in Elliot's face and he's like, tell them. And then Nate gets pissed, like, you telling me. Wait, what? You're telling me you're chasing Moreau for six months and you just snapped, what is this? And the whole time Elliot's trying to say that, like, like, I was trying because I didn't want to do this. I was hoping that's to like we could work a way around this. And Nate's accusing Elliot of like holding out so that like he was still working from Rome. Like and Elliot's like, I was trying to protect you. And he finally like yells that. And he's like kind of like we're out of our league, Nate. Broke. Everyone and like, of Moreau's men has innocent blood on their hands. Every one of them it's worse than me. You think I know, you think you know what I've done. The worst thing I ever did in my entire life, I did for Damien Rowe. I'll never be clean to that. But yeah, and then um, later on, during that same scene, Parker kept asking him, like, what did you do? Like, what did Elliot, you, what, what did, did you do? do? And he's like, and I was like don't ask me don't that, ask Parker. Me don't ask tell me. You. I've been telling, so don't. And he he's basically pleading with her not to, and you can yeah, see it on his face. Like he's about has to that cry. Same energy as that scene, though. Yeah, and it's like that same emotion, that same like, I'm doing this, I'm withholding this information to protect you guys because I don't think also you guys handle my, the, my crap. It also kind of reminded me. Now that I'm thinking about it more, it also kind of made me think of, in um, season four of Leverage, the last damn job. When Elliot tells Nate, like, you don't know how this is going to change you, Nate. And Elliot's like, you learn to deal with it. And that's like, oh, yeah. yeah. That but you, yeah, have, you have no idea who I was before all this. Yeah, it was like the line with, like, two minutes. When you shoot somebody, 
two men die. Is, the man you used to be and the person you kill. That the, the main segment that I was thinking about was when he was like, hey, you have no idea who I was before then. Like that guy, that kid had gone his heart and the flag on his shoulder and I ain't seen him in the mirror in over 10 years. And I and that, look for and that him every day. And that... But to me, that, that, that same, those three, these three scenes all kind of have similar ideas. Of that like, same, like yeah. and that same emotion mm-hmm. running through all three of them. And I want to know what CK like drew from to get that emotion to be so raw and so visible and so believable. Honestly, I that would be, be kind of cool to figure it out. I wouldn't be surprised if he tapped into Elliot a bit for that. Like probably the idea maybe. of like working for a broken system and being like yeah and i mean that sort of tagline of like working for a broken system and being ultimately broken yourself is too mm-hmm. close to home with what our government is now and i'm like That's i can relate to that seeing that around yeah and it's like so real so i, I can see where the writers and dean pulled from for that and I thought that was really cool continuing on so they're now or Alex is in the passenger seat and Kai's driving and he's looking out the window and he's still kind of upset and he's like Kai I can't do this I'm sorry can you please take me they can't take me back please and then Kai takes him to a street they get out and Alex asks, like, Kai, what are you doing? And Kai says, your cousins grew up in this town and it's five blocks long. And she says and about then, a girl named Lucy Reyes, who's nine, when she was shot and killed and like, she points out the corner where she died, which is from stray bullet for in a, in a drug deal gone bad. And three weeks later, her older, bro- older brother was stabbed in a robbery at the end of the end of the block. Yeah, and then she mentions her mom. There's a spiritual leader and beloved by the community. And when she died, it was the only thing she could think of to honor her was by becoming a cop. And that kind of mm. like for me, that kind of brought to light with Elliot. He's like my the way that his dad was his dad was a loser pretty much he's like this is the only type thing that i can think of to become a soldier to get away from my dad and who i'm gonna ultimately turn out to be if i don't get away Mm -hmm. and that same brokenness is right there with kai and i'm like you're nothing like what your mother left behind you're not broken you were Mm -hmm. stronger now boss and i think because episode six, I think, goes more into, yeah, it's episode six that goes more into about Kai's mother. Yeah, just a little bit, because it's the case that they're working then. Uh, it's related to, to it. her death, yeah. Yep. Then Alex asks Kai why she's showing him, like, this particular street. And Kai says she doesn't believe his nerves are shot. And she watched him with T.O. and at the beer house, and he has ice <laughs> in his veins. Now it's like, yeah, do you and want a note? 
from my doctor. From my doctor. <laughs> he gets so, like, sassy. <coughs> no. You good? Yep. <clears throat> but I think he's <sighs> serious because he's like, like, I am not faking, like, this <clears throat> thing. Like, I have a legit thing. Yeah. And, and this she is says, when she says, says, uh, says it's not the arresting the guys that give them the shakes. It's what happens it's afterwards that, with the bureaucracy and the politics. Yeah, and and she's basically saying like, yeah, I can relate to that. Like, I I yeah, love like, I don't care about get, going after. Yeah, like I could care less. I care about the people. I care about the islands. It's like the people, the people who live here, starting with these five yeah. blocks. Yeah, and that that was like heavy. She's like, yeah, I care about the people. That's why I became a cop. Was yeah, it's like care about people. the people and I'm like, care about the islands. Yeah, yeah, it's like. That right there, we need more people like that in the we in this do. world. We do. Instead of people who are more worried about political agendas and stuff like that, who are like mm-hmm. even cops who are more concerned about putting up a false front mm-hmm. than helping people. Mm-hmm. And like Alex takes that all in for a minute, and he's like, "I can't. I'm sorry. I, like I, I just I can't." And he ends up walking away. And that and then, interaction between yeah between Christian and uh, Sam that that scene right there where he's like trying to fig- say that I can't do this because I don't want to face that that downslide of after the adrenaline I don't think I could do it and she almost looked hurt when he walked away yeah like she was expecting him to say okay I'll help mm-hmm. um. But when that didn't come, she felt, I could see it in her eyes that she felt like he had betrayed her. Yeah. And I kind of went, oh, man. Yeah. And as I said earlier, like, it's not that Alex doesn't, he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't care about people or else he wouldn't have become a DEA agent and he wouldn't have said, because in his speech to Kai, he says, like, um, like, are there fewer drugs out on the street? Like, are there fewer people addicted? Like, he cares about, like, that's what he cared about was, like, getting the drugs off the streets so that less people, so there would be less out there so that less people would get addicted to these drugs. And then, like, he also said about, like, the whole cycle and kind of went into all this already. But like that's just more proof that it's not that he doesn't care about people, it's he doesn't care about the politics and the bureaucracy. Yeah, pretty much. Continuing on, we see Alex sitting at the beach and he has like wet sand in his hand. And Ernesto sits beside Alex and says he does that too. I was like, do what? Ernesto's like, Ask the ocean for advice, guidance. Now, Alex asks if that's what he thinks he's doing. And as he says, he thinks Alex should come back to this island because he was looking for something, something he desperately needed. Alex asks, like, what that is. And Ernesto says, Mabuai. He tells Alex to breathe it in, and it's all around him and everywhere he looks. 
Yeah, and that phrase again means like the good life and yeah. also kind of like peace and relaxation pretty much and just serenity is what I think it means. Um in this in this in for for Alex as the character, he's like he went from chaos and crazy to wanting to find peace and relaxation. But yeah so he has to find serenity and the chaos pretty much yeah well, then Kai comes and sits beside him and has just a cup of coffee it asks Alex what they're doing and she gives him the coffee and Alex says it's just these guys with DEA Interpol they aren't like them as their cops and somebody breaks the law they go get them and these guys have been cops for a long time and they're soldiers in a fog war and the only thing that is clear is who's alive and who's dead yeah and that kind which makes of... me think of that doctor who quote the 12s or the 12 oh. doctors yeah um, um war speech yeah i just can't remember the full thing off the top of my head but i kind of do but basically short version the speech is basically um the idea that whoever fires the first shot no matter how right you feel you don't know who's gonna end up like, you don't know whose children are going to be screaming. You don't know who's going to be dead. And you don't know, like, what's going to happen. And you don't know how many lives are going to be ruined. And eventually, like, the war will keep going until the only thing that is left is to just sit down and talk. yeah and it's like um basically it's like if you're the way that I think of it is um I've heard this from another um I think it was in a book or something it's like if you're guiltless cast the first stone and and no one does it's like see you're not free to pass judgment onto somebody else because of what they've done because you're just as guilty as they are Mm -hmm. you're just as broken Except for when you try to change your ways, then can you do what I just asked you to do? And that's kind of kind of what also was playing through here. It's like he's like, I'm not guilt free. I've done things that I probably should have done that I didn't do, and I have that guilt in my heart. Um, I'm talking about Alex Harris, like, I've got guilt in my heart from the things that I should have done back then that I didn't do, and this is where it's gotten me. Yeah, it's like, I did things that I should have done differently, and chose to follow somebody's lead that I shouldn't have, and that this is where it's gotten me, and that's what I thought of, and I'm like, that is true for what he's going through right now. And Kai's, then Kai asks, like, so we do nothing? 
So do nothing. Now it says he's going to hit himself in the morning. And takes a sip of coffee. So we see Alex in the van getting wire in like the surveillance van. Getting like a wire hooked up and he's like rebutting his shirt. Pacific hands him a con asking Alex if he's going to screw this up and have another one of his episodes. And Alex with the con and and it's like your faith in me is overwhelming. He's so sarcastic. He is. And then another agent says that Tio is there and Zivik says, there we go. So Zivik gets the briefcase of cash and tells Alex to show him what he's got. And Alex freaking winks and leaves. Yeah, and I didn't catch that wink at first. I just thought he nodded his head at him, which he does. He nods his head and winks at him just to annoy him. And I didn't catch that oh, at that, first. And I, I think it's more of a... Um, like, oh, I'm about to show you what I got. I'm a bad quiz. You good? Yeah. Jeez. Okay, now. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. It's my allergies. Mm. So my throat's irritated from that. So, yeah. But it's like that little, like, active rebellion of him winking at him. Um, at Zivic was like him poking the bear, and I'm like, dude, well, that get a and also be like, from yeah, that. I'm, I'm about to show you what I got because I'm about to fuck up your your own op. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh man. You okay? I took, I literally just took a breath in and my mm. body said, Oh, I'm gonna reject the air. Alex on. Alex then leaves and Zivic falls behind and checks in with the other teams. Alex gets in the car and Zivic goes up to window and is like, How's the anxiety? Alex just freaking drives off. <laughs> You okay? <sighs> then Zivic goes back in the van and starts his sound check. And they get they can they confirm the comps working. And Zivic reminds Alex to code towards avocado. And did not say it until he's accepted the money and Alex can confirm the drugs is hand handing him a real. And if they hear the code word, they'll execute an ingress. Alex is yeah. taking off his wire. Yeah, he's taking it off as he says, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, and like, yeah, it I got seat. it, I got it. There's a code word for avocado. <laughs> Keep that in mind. And I'm like. That comes into play. That's so random, but so funny. Yeah. And then when I was doing my rewatch, um, first, you know what popped into my head? Hmm. Elliot, his code word. Oh, Winnebago. <laughs> yep. Uh, I still, because Elliot's face after he says Winnebago, I'm pretty sure that's his actual safe word. Because <laughs> like, I'm that sorry, that from? face, he was like, what? did I just say that? <laughs> and then 
the look Parker and Harrison give him was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, because she's just like, oh, and just look at this Maxim. It's like, <laughs> it's like, stop. Like, damn it. And that makes me want- down again. Yeah, that was funny. And I'm like, and then my mind, as soon as I said, I thought that in my head, I was like, ooh, maybe that's Ellie's actual face. And I'm like, why did my brain get so kinky? <laughs> oh, just me. That, that my uh, brain goes that way all the time. <clears throat> and it's hilarious, but avocado is probably like the funniest code word I think I've ever heard. It is. <laughs> and then um, it was Alex arrested to the warehouse and he reaches in the back to like get the briefcase. And his hands start shaking. And then he just kind of like, like runs a bit, grabs the briefcase and kind of gets out. And the funny thing, yeah. And then when we we get a glance at the seat, the passenger seat, we had his phone. Not yet. Yeah, but like they do get to there. There's something yeah. left behind that we that we don't see on the seat, yeah. but it's like there's something there. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're forgetting something, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And just in the background of my mind, I'm thinking, like, there's something missing. But I didn't know what at the time. And then he just yeah. gets out and just basically sprints into the warehouse. Yeah, basically inside the warehouse. Funny. Tia's, yeah, Tia's guys are making um, drug drugs. And Alex walks in and he gets like two goons follow behind him. Two goons with guns. And Tia's like, I trust that what's in that case won't disappoint me. And Alex stays silent. And they meet in the middle and a goon grabs the briefcase and two is like, like questions Alex's silence. And Alex tells Tia it's a trap. Which pisses Tia off as guns are driving. And the goons point like, what, how many guns were there? Like five pointed at him? At least five, if not more. <laughs> including including Tia yeah, at this point. And, yeah, because Tia's like, you set me up. And I was like, I did. They're surrounded by U.S. agents, Interpol, and local police. And they know they knew he was meeting with them and forced to collect Force him to collect evidence on him with a soap for a dozen guys surrounding the building. Then Tia orders the goon to search Alex. And Alex is like, I ripped off the wire before I came in. So far, they've got nothing on you. And if you listen to me and do what I tell you, they won't. And it's like, also, get that freaking gun out of my face. Yeah, that's in a minute. But basically, and Tia, yeah. this goon says that that is clean. And then Tia points his gun at Alex. And Alex like, Tio, gotta learn to reset your default settings from kill everybody to take a deep breath. And Tio talks about an Alex, like, think it through. Like, Tio, think it through. Either I'm on your side, and in that case, I'm really shot you've got of getting out of here, or I'm a DEA agent, and you shooting me would destroy any chance you have of making any deals you know you're going to get offered. But either way, yeah, get he, that gun out of my get yeah, that freaking like, gun out snaps. of my face. And he kind of like yeah, and it's like how did they not jump in when he did that? But that's impressive. I mean, it but, you know, 
I think it, they did. I mean, I would have jumped. Yeah, the, well, the goons jumped, but Ko didn't even flinch. But he did lower the gun, but was staring Alex down like, I want to murder you, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but Tio does eventually lower his gun, so does his goons. And then Ernesto walks up to one of these teams and is like, hey, why don't you spot it to the radio? Like, Zipic's pissed. And Ernesto then grabs one of the walkies and it's like, you're on the wrong damn channel. And Zipic says they're about to exit on the east side and he wants them there to back up, back up the team there. And the guy kind of gets in Ernesto's face it's like, I've got to confirm with Civic. And this is like, yeah, you do that. And while you're at it, tell them why you're on the wrong channel. Yeah, and he's just like so calm about it too. And I'm like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I like Ernesto. The fact that he was so blunt with them, but also at the same time, I'm kind of chuckling at the cops too for being pretty much, they were actually on the wrong frequency, too, which was hilarious. I, and then I, they're just standing, yeah, they're just standing around not doing anything. I'm like, oh, you guys must must be rookie cops. You gotta be new. You gotta be uh, fresh off, like, the academy pretty much. Because mm-hmm. that's, you wouldn't know how to run an op. But I'm also wondering is if, like, Kai and Ernesto, or Alex even, if some, if one of them like switched over the comms before, like the op started, or if they switched over the frequency on the walkies, yeah, probably. after the sound check, yeah. I think that would have been so they funny. wouldn't hear they would, any, it, like, so yeah, they it would hear be anything, easy. which would be the excuse for Ernesto to go and be like, hey, like. Go check on these guys. Okay, so what I noticed when he grabbed uh, one of the walkies from one of the, the uh, other cops, he had his thumb up by the the channel knob. So or he, he even probably slightly. Like turned it. Yeah, he just he barely grabbed it. No, when he when he grabbed it, he moved his hand and it moved the knob. I saw. Oh, so he, he I did the channel. He pushed the channel. I saw it, but it was very subtle, which I thought was kind of funny. Another guy sort of questions this, and Ernesto points out, it's like, nothing happened, nothing's happening here. It's like, Zivik's got me in the local PD covering. Hurry, they're about to move. And they go to leave, and Ernesto has a bit of a smile once they leave. Yeah, he was just like smirking. I'm like, you do that on purpose, you little butt. Yeah, Why? because then we and go. then it clicked. I'm like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we see back at the van. We hear like this random conversation. We hear it's Alex having the conversation. And it's on comms. And it's some story about Pablo Escobar. And Civic's like, does he ever shut up? And then it and this kind is of when we it, see it the shepherd inside the car, and we have the and the wires on the seat, and Alex's phone is playing the recording. Yep, and then um, and we see, and it's at the warehouse. Um, Alex has like most of the men like destroying the drugs, 
and then gets two of his boys to get inside this like big fat black jeep and Alex tells you to hold on and they drive through the warehouse doors at the then at the bandage and kind of asks like what was that so it was panic but here's the conversation it seems like Alex is setting up to say the code word so he lets it go yeah and then right before the code word what happens? Uh, um, the recording stops. Yeah, and it switches to meditation tapes. <laughs> meditation tape. And then Civic orders his men to go inside, and they all store in the place, and they find it messed up, but no drugs. And there's an avocado on the table. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, too. I'm like, I thought that was really? funny, too. And I, it was hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> you got played. You did. And then Alex and Tia arrive at the boat and they like run on the boat to orders for the anchor to be raised and for the engines to be started. And they'll dump the body when they're out of the bay. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to be suspicious. An iceberg floating in Cebu Bay with the body in it. Just like, you're not going to have to worry about it because you'll be floating right with them. Then points his gun again at Alex. Alex like, I've been sick and tired of this. I just saved your ass. Just like you set me up. You're a liability. You can't be trusted. And I was like, what are you gonna do? Stick me in the life sculpture next to the dead guy you're going to kill? He was like, no. Oh no. I killed him with an ice pick to the heart and I could feel his life leave his body through my hands and now you're next goodbye mr walker then kai appears like a badass behind dio and like puts her gun to his head and says on this island we say pala alam and then ernesto pops up and says he just freaking jumps from the roof (laughs) and i thought that was funny but also really cool i think and then Alex looks over at Ernesto like, oh, now you show up? You're going to show up? <laughs> and Kai orders him to lower the weapons. Ernesto repeats the order. And then Kai tells Tio he's under the, under arrest for the murder of Kobe Rodriguez. And Kai pl- replaced the confession on a phone. Alex <laughs> kind of shrugs and then freaking Tio punches him and he runs. Ernesto and Kai get into fights. Trying goons. to stop the goons from going after Alex, like, gets two goons off of him and chases after Tio. And then I wrote uh, that he, like, when he dives into the water, uh, yeah, um, that was like really awesome. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And Alex ends up choking Tio out and gets him to the surface. And then everyone's everyone's getting in cop cars. Compo's speaking to the press. And then Zig runs over. And Alex like, he's pretty charismatic in front of the camera. And Zig's like, this won't stand. Like, Tio's, this is a multinational narcotics bust. So Tio's coming with me. And Alex is like, narcotics? Narcotics? 
I didn't see any narcotics. Did you see any narcotics? No. It's the murder rap. Says local jurisdiction is nothing that you can do about it. As if it's like, I'm going to bring you up on charges. And then Okapa like, decides to walk over and he's like, I don't appreciate you threatening him on while well, he's a guest on our island. Like, and he kind of like defends him and yeah. like. <laughs> And, and Alex like smiled yeah, at that. Yeah, this is when Zivic threatens his disability pay and then gets in Alex's face saying he's got him in his crosshairs. And then looks at Zivic and he's like, You look really stressed <laughs> out. It's not healthy. You should have that checked out. And he just gets Zivic, annoyed and walks off for a minute. And then just freaking walks off like, I got nothing. Fuck you. He's like, I'm I don't leaving. know. Just, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> yeah. And it just walks off, and yeah. then it cuts to night. Alex is fixing up the gift shop. The light. In the yeah. Gift shop. He, finally, he finally gets the light to come on. Yeah. And God comes. And he gets in. like he gets so happy when that happened. I was yeah. like, oh, that's adorable. And it's then Kai like, walks in. He kind of like his face kind of falls a little bit. But he smiles at her. Yes. And he's like, because she says, oh, it's looking good in here. And he's like, it is, isn't it? And he kind of proud like, of himself. Thank you. Like, you should be paid more attention to shop class in high school, but she's coming along. And Kai asks Alex if he's hungry and if he can take a break. Alex's like, yeah, I could eat. And then Kai leads him outside, where there's a huge gathering of people, the dancers, there's food and long table, multiple long tables. And then Ernesto has like a couple coconuts in hand and is like yelling, like, attention, everyone, your attention, please. And introduces Alex to everyone. And then Alex got this like white long sleeve, sh- like button up over him. Yeah, he gets sworn by coconut. a bunch of little kids. Yeah. He gets swarmed by a bunch of little kids, and that was adorable. Yes, it was. Now he's like, what's going on? Because, like, you said they never threw you a parade. Here it is. And then, like, the kids lead Alex to a chair where, um, like, Kai sits across from him and Ernesto sits beside him. I was like, I don't understand. Because, like, Five blocks, Alex. These are the people that live there. Yeah, these are the people who live that there. That you helped. And these basically, are the people you he helped today. Yeah. And that was they like, her prideful smile was so sweet yeah. um, when she said that. And yeah, like, yeah, Alex is like, like, what is this? And this is like, Mabuai, Agent Walker. Pierre Mabuai. And they toast yeah, and, and his like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's so cute, like, drink, drink it out of his coconut. The funny thing is, is that the straw went sideways when he went to drink, and he's like, taking it down, and the smile that he had, and I wrote, it's like, uh, the party, um, they threw at the end, um, in his face, and then like, adorable, and then I wrote, mm. DK's face got so red, because <laughs> he did, he was blushing. Well, he, like he got his like parade though. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, 
And then it cuts to a black screen a little. Yep. That was so cute. That was an adorable episode. It was. It does kind of set up, though, everyone's, like, motivations. Like, Nkampo is very much, like, press-heavy. We've got Ernesto, yeah. who has a genuine, like, care for the people. And then yeah, Kai, Kai as well cares like for the people on the help people, yeah. And it's personal for her too. Yeah. And Alex, you know, you know, you can tell he's like you can tell he's like burnt out. He's tired. And he's like come to this island to like sort of repair himself and to like but rest. And also it's, it's kind of escape from the failure that he feels like he did uh, to get As where he is DH, now like his, yeah yeah for not noticing that his partner is gonna portray him pretty much yeah, with that and also probably about having people probably that he's arrested go free yeah pretty much and anything with that and this um, how he wants to like I think do better but also he wants to help people and make sure that he can like that he stays helping people yeah he gets a chance to rest too yeah to be able to like um be on the right side of the law for once and actually do good side but also like Make sure he actually like, gets wins this time. Yeah. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the writing for that episode. It was I did really too. Kishke is just an amazing actor. Like facial expressions are the big thing. Yeah, and it just kind of sold the mosaic of who Alex Walker That's is as a character. Yeah. Not between like the lip quivering, like when Zivic, he's like, before he tells Zivic, he like wants a clean record, and then his like, yeah, his, his like, shaky hands face when he just like, like realizes the parades for him, yeah, and um, just the, the light when he's like taking it like a drink of his coconut. <laughs> And he's just like, that shows you how good of an actor Christian actually really is. Because he can go from vulnerable, emotional, sad to happy. Smart ass. Pretty much <laughs> like that. Yeah, pretty much. And you could kind of tell that Alex is like different from Elliot. Because Imagine. Alex still has that... Um, He's got his humanity still. He still is. That's what I thought of. Compared to Elliot, where Mm -hmm. Elliot doesn't have his humanity anymore. But he's gaining it back. He lost his heart. but He's trying to get it back, yeah. Yeah, like what Christian said, Ellie's the tin man. He's looking for a heart, but it's unattainable. But with Alex, he's got his heart still. He's... He just sort of lost his spirit. uh, Yeah, he's like Dorothy looking for home. Pretty much. Well, that Looking for a way back home. Yeah. And he also sort of, he lost his spirit a bit. Like his yeah. spirit got so broken 
like watching all these bad people go free and seeing all his like hard work and all this work that he put in to ultimately be from nothing. That would break your spirit. Yeah, and it would just break your hope of mm-hmm. fixing the system. Like Elliot kind of just was Elliot in a broken more, kind of adapted. Um, like more broken soul, I, I would say. Yeah, his heart, it's more it's broken. He needs a new one, but he's got that tough tan exterior that is barricading his his woundedness and protecting his wounds from getting more damage well with Alex it's the opposite everything's on the surface that he's trying to repair what's on the inside but yeah on the inside it can't it's not moving much yeah and that's what I thought of I'm like yeah he's the opposite of Elliot but more of a they're wounded. They both are broken people, but they're broken for different reasons. Broken in different ways. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool to think of that way. And that was partially to Christian explaining yeah, Christian. that, of like how Elliot's broken. And we can mm-hmm. see how Alex is broken. Mm-hmm. And see how it's different. But I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my favorite episode is like three episodes later. Yeah, yeah, pistol. Right. Is it like pistol whips your favorite episode, right? Um, yes, no, and also oh, uh, something walker this way comes. Something walker this way comes, yeah. Which is the season one finale. Because yep. you're getting a season two of Almost Paradise. And I legit flipped when I heard that. I know. I love the sweat. video. I just said the video because it shows the video that it was posted on both, I think it was both Twitter and Instagram, but the video basically shows like Christian looking at like the poster for Almost Paradise and he's of course wearing the beanie because boy doesn't know how to freaking dress himself. And then Sam walks up. Yeah, Sam walks in and like, he's like, hey, how are you? Like it's been so long. Like, how you doing? And they hug, and I'm like, oh, that's adorable. And they're like, man, was that fun? Like, comes paradise. Was that fun? And he's like, it's a shame you only got like one season, though. It's like, yeah, I'd love to go back to that. And then freaking Dean Devlin walks in. He's like, good news. Our friends at IMDb TV just picked this up for, just picked this up. We're getting a second season. Just, well, it's <laughs> now Amazon Freebie. It's now Amazon Freebie, but at the time it was IMDb TV. Like, and they and were like, Alex, or no, Sam and Christian look at each other like, what? And they like lit up. And then run, like, <laughs> chasing after Dean. Yeah, and it was like, wait, what? I always and- think it's equivalent to like, yeah, be like, Hey, go get your shoes on. We're gonna go to McDonald's. Or no, we're gonna go get ice cream. The kids like, wait, like we're going, and they run after him, and I'm like, oh. And I'm like, wait, where's the middle child? (laughs) And and oh, that brings up um when I mentioned that I'm like, 
I brought up the family dynamic again. Yeah. I can yeah, I compared it and then I tweeted that to Dean and he's like, I make like, family entertainment, entertainment with a winky face and I'm like, Your mother, did you just did you just do that? And then I'm like, Great, you broke me. Yeah. <laughs> and you called him out on it too. It's like call my friend because you like, texted me saying you had gotten broken. Yeah, and I was literally on the floor laughing when that happened, when I got that, that notification. I'm like, well, I just got broken. More than one occasion. Yeah, three times to be exact. And then Fred uh, Fred Curry, um, who did the music for uh, Almost Paradise, um, who's the guitarist for a band called Cinderella, by the way. Um, Wait, he's the guitarist for Cinderella? Yeah. And he broke me too. He liked a couple of my tweets and I said, I love this music. And he's like, thank you. And I'm like, mm, oh my God. Okay. I can't breathe. Because <laughs> I had, um, last Halloween, I had posted a picture because I had, I had carved pumpkins and the one pumpkin I carved, I had, well, I more like painted the Leverage Redemption logo on it. And then I like, carved it and took a picture of it posted on Twitter and the guy who played um the judge judge Clark yeah judge Clark in the love redemption episode the jackal job he replied back saying that it looked good and I'm like, she's probably she probably freaked out, and I, I bet did. you did, didn't you? I did, I did freak out. But yeah, like the fact that and I've had I'm... Dean Dublin like a lot of my tweets and Amazon or Amazon free like a bunch of my stuff and replying. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I've had Amazon uh, free like uh, I think that like, this met with best. me. <laughs> yes, yeah, they like, and they, uh, I'm like, I mentioned something about oh my internet bestie Kaylee gets a gift reaction and I don't and they like oh we got a perfect one for you and they did the hair flipping one with the the, the night episode oh, the card <laughs> where he stabs yeah oh, where he stabs it yeah and flips his That's hair and I'm Elliot. like hmm. him in the freaking and like, night and shot night armor yep and I was broken but yeah Golden they hour. do that all the time now well, like the rays shining through his luscious locks and and then freaking um, armor yeah and then recently I tweeted something at them and it was like it's very distinctive and they was like hey can we they they messaged me saying hey can we use this and they quoted my tweet I'm like oh my god and I didn't I I was too stunned to even reply I I didn't reply to them I was like I I just didn't know what to say was um (laughs) It broke me. <laughs> uh, three days ago, um, Amazon Free asked, like, who's your favorite character from a free the original show and why? And I t- and I tweeted back and I replied saying, I think you know me well enough to know my answer. And it was that hair flip gift. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we can't blame you with hard eyes. And yeah, and I did the, I was like, Elliot freaking Spencer and I did the 
the baseball scene with him like doing his like little hair flip back with the fluffy hair and I'm like he's very distinctive and they copied that I literally started laughing I'm like when I when I shared um on Twitter the last leverage podcast we did for the homecoming job and I said and as I said I tweeted at the end um as always when Alex and I are talking about leverage chaos ensues and you were like don't tell them about the shenanigans I was like the shenanigans are obvious and you said don't make me Elliot eyes you (laughs) and then you like didn't like do anything and then I did it anyway yeah you did And oh, and then when I tweeted your um, let's go steal a TV show (laughs) Yep, and I was like, how dare you? Don't do that. And he's like, too late. (laughs) And that right there, that little interaction was like, me, why did you do that? It's like, yeah, it's too late. And I'm like, and I thought, it's like, oh no, that's just, that's Elliot and Quinn going back and forth. We both very regularly to each other we'll text each other back like damn it woman yep and i'm like we're each other's elliot and hardison and like my tweet about it and um i says and i added thing on saying like actually i should say me and alex Servia would come down to nola and because Dean liked the tweet. And I saw that. And he liked your response was like, to that. It's like, actually, wait a minute. For that. And I'm like, that was what you tweeted. Yeah. And then you were like, probably not cool. You don't want to ignore it. just wanted to are crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I want to know if, like, I know for a fact CK saw that. I want to know what he was thinking. Uh, then, sorry, I'm now looking at my freaking mentions <laughs> on Twitter. But yeah, I've been mentioned and like talked to with Dean and a friend Corey several times. Yeah. And then um, a, a former cast member of uh, NCIS New Orleans, uh, Daryl Chill Mitchell like tweeted back to me after I mentioned him um like replying to him asking him a question and because he was on the walking dead and I didn't know it and I was like hey are is the cast like as nice as uh, as, like I've heard and he's like yeah even nicer and I'm like wait which actor uh, was this um he's uh he plays Patton on NCIS New Orleans he's the guy in the wheelchair if you've ever who watched it, who did play on The Walking Dead? Um, I don't remember the the character name, but um, I just like saw him tweet that, and I'm like, it was from like a memory or something. Oh, I yeah. can't remember. It was like a it was a side character, yeah. and I asked him a thing. It's like, it, was it were they as nice as like it they seem? And he's like, oh yeah, it's like there's nothing but family. And I'm like, mm-hmm. did you just do that? And then to make it even better. 
the lady who plays uh Loretta Wade um and me liked that and I literally like was squealing like laughing so hard but yeah I've been broken several times and then on yeah and then on Instagram Clank Crawford like freaking responded to me like twice do you remember that I think I do yeah (laughs) and I'm like I was thinking midway it's like damn it Clank you just broke me how dare you I've had um, I've had Amazon free respond to stuff I've tweeted. Yeah, and it's hilarious when it, it happens. Because you don't, I don't it usually happen because you will text me in all caps. OMG! Yeah, me freaking out, and then you're and like, like, you're just so calm about it, it. and then twenty seconds later, it happens to you, and I'm like, I'm like. Who was it this time? <laughs> then usually so 20 minutes calm. later it does happen to me because then I tweet saying like freaking Yeah, and then you like, text me saying the same thing, freaking out, and I'm like in my mind I'm thinking, <laughs> you just got you just got wrenched for what you said to me earlier. I know. Cheers. This is like our general conversation to go is either we, like one of us will say something and the other one's like texting in all caps. Damn it, woman. Yeah. One of us is starting or, to do the Elliot eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or I do the little, I send you the meme of the Elliot eyes. You send the thing where your eyes are people. Yeah. <laughs> And then you do it to me. You did it to me twice one time. And I was like, okay, I, I, I literally squirmed. I squirmed. I was uncomfortable. I was like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. It's like, well, you deserve that. No, because you, I think you freaking called me out. Because yeah, I was, was like, that was kind of like asking for it. Was like, I was kind of asking for it. was like partisan. You were Elliot and I was Parker or something. Yeah, but I was like, oh, I kind of deserve that. And they tweeted back, like, the dream tea. Yeah, and I was literally dying laughing. It's like, oh my god. It's like, what did you do? And I'm like, hey, don't blame me. I just called as I saw it. And that was my response. My favorite was probably when Dean Devlin wished me had the first thing. Oh. Except for Taylor, it's in January. He wished me happy birthday. And then I was yeah, freaking my, about it all day. Yeah, so my favorite thing that. that that Dean did was when I when I mentioned the family dynamic with OT three and yeah, all and, like, and, like, yeah, and then he's like, he responded, yeah, and he's like, I mean, family say, with family a winky face, <laughs> with a winky face, and I'm like. Excuse you? Did you? The heck? Um, but yeah, that was like the best thing because he actually took the time to reply another, to me. Another funny one that happened is on TikTok. Uh, when it was still IMDb, um, Amazon free, TikTok had posted a thing. It was like, it, for daylight savings time, it was like, when you wake up for daylight savings time, and it's still like 
or whatever it said. And it was a clip from Leverage Dem of from the first episode of Leverage Redemption where they're all like leaning over uh Harry. <laughs> looking I, down. I stitched the video saying I was like, you know, just saying, I wouldn't mind waking up to that view. And they freaking commented on my stitch saying we wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> well, because then I was freaking out because I have some very interesting videos on my TikTok. You know what I'm talking about, Alex. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. So then I started oh, do you, panicking. Yeah, do you remember the <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember the one where um you were your your OC and then I duetted as Parker? Oh yeah. Because it was um <laughs> I started making a TikTok laughing. where it was like like it was like a, I think it was the audio from is it the Big Bang Theory one? Yeah. Yeah. It's like she's so tiny. Was like, it's funny it's when like, she's mad. Elliot, Elliot's telling me you two have been making fun of him all day, so you better apologize right now. <laughs> and Parker just go, she's so tiny. <laughs> Which is and the hardest thing goes is like, and then I have hardest insane one. It's funny if she's mad, and then I run up screaming like, "Boy, you want to get your ass beat?" <laughs> I was like, I was literally giggling so hard when that happened I was when I did the part. part. <clears throat> now I want to go, like, go on TikTok and watch that again just so I can laugh. I might end up doing that before I go to bed because now I'm hyper and I gotta get, get I gotta get up at five thirty tomorrow. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> it's almost midnight where I'm at. It's almost 11 here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we should, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you have any other, like, final thoughts on this episode? Let's or just say that, like, I'm looking forward to the next couple episodes because it gets interesting. But this yeah. one's a it cool is. Episode. I'm cool kind of though. excited to get to episode three so we can talk about Christian's bad Spanish accent. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That's funny. But yeah. You can I, hear the Texas straw. I know. Come out every so often. It comes out a little bit more. And then when he's mad, it comes out, and I'm like, it does. Adorable. It's adorable. All right. All right. All right. So, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, to support, if you want to learn more about Napco, you can go to napco.org, which will be in the episode description. Um, you can also follow, or you can also go on my website to not only check out my socials, but to also check out projects I'm working on. And you can also follow Alex on social media at. It's like, it's, uh, you search Alex Cooper on Twitter, and then I'm at Alex Cooper on uh, Instagram too. And 
We also leave a review and a rate on iTunes. And make sure to follow the podcast to know what we upload next. So the next episode, we're going to be talking about Alex is actually going to come back on and we're going to be talking the episode season one, episode three of Leverage, the two horse job. Yay. Which is <laughs> going to be just as chaotic as this was, if not more. Because, oh boy, is there some Elliot content. And you know what scene I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, and for a warning, I might just end up singing that episode because I can. <laughs> all right. That's all. So I'll see. We'll see you in the next episode.